We are back on the Watch the Series podcast for another movie review. Usually we start off with Jim Jones, but um, oh, before I go, we have Charmaine from the Blurred Comics, the Militantly Mixed podcast, and we got Rashani from Hindsight, Single Simulcast, and 8,000 other great podcasts that you need to check out that we'll get to before the end of this show, because he's the GOAT. Um, but we're here to review Wonder Woman 1984, and uh, I played that song because... Um, this movie was set in 1984 and had quite possibly the worst 80s soundtrack I've ever heard. Right? This song came out in 1984. How do you have a movie with Wonder Woman? I don't not even say you have to like the song or not, but like it is like basic movie protocol. That if you had a movie to come out in 1984 and it's about a woman, you like would play this song. Like even if people they, don't like it. <laughs> it's not hard to have a good 80s soundtrack. Somehow they did that. I just wanted to hear and I ran. And I ran. That's in that? No, I, I wanted to hear it. I was very disappointed. I wanted to hear Flock of Seagulls. Like, I don't have a lot of 80s music in my life that's made by white people. But <laughs> Flock of Seagulls pretty much stands unopposed as one of those good. And so, but. I mean, only had to be I'm not going to knock the them on the, the soundtrack. Maybe they couldn't get pay- maybe they couldn't get clearance for them. Really, Guardians of the Galaxy, can Warner get Brothers, but Wonder Woman can't. Hey, would you fuck with DC if Marvel was like, "Yo, we want to borrow that mu- music, but you can't let them use it"? So you're, looking, <laughs> you're looking at revisionist. Guardians of the Galaxy four years, five years ago was a nothing. Wonder Woman's like. A top five most popular comic book character. She can get whatever. Gardens of Galaxy was a filler movie, so that they had time to put a big movie out. They didn't expect it to blow up like it did. Let me tell you some other songs that came out in nineteen eighty four that we didn't hear. When doves cry, what's love got to do with it? Footloose, black people, black people. Hello, Lionel Richie, black people, kinda. Girls just want to have fun. <laughs> Okay, I'll give you that one. That one would have fit perfectly. Let's go crazy. Girls just want to have fun. Let's go crazy would have been good. Say it ain't so hard. Black person. Kind of black people. People were fooled for a long time (laughs) because black folks rocked with them. That's a rule. You can't play anything in movies that black folks rock with because we'll stand up in the movie theater and be like, "Ah!" (laughs) So. Uptown. Holy shit, my nigga, they're playing Prince, my nigga. Oh, hey, man. White people love Prince. White people love Prince, though. White people might love Prince, but we revere Prince. The movie would have been over. We would have been like, let's go crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Prince, when I'm not disappearing, game, blouses, pancakes. That's good. That's a dope shirt. I might have to top one of those. But yeah, we're here to review Wonder Woman 1984. I keep disappearing, guys. Uh, Directed by Patty Jenkins, starring Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, Pedro Pascal. Rewind to the 1980s as Wonder Woman's next big screen adventure finds her facing two new foes. This is a terrible synopsis. The real synopsis of this film is uh, feminist icon warrior Wonder Woman whole life revolves around a one night stand for a man she met 60 years ago and knew for three weeks. I'm telling you. God damn it. That's what, that's the real synopsis of this film. Um, so before we get in, we're not going to really go through a scene by scene because that will hurt my brain. So we're just going to talk about different Mm -hmm. things in this film, but overall Charmaine, um, just give me like one thing you liked and one thing you didn't like before we get into all the things that we didn't like. 
Okay. Um, Spoiler alert. I don't think any of us like this film that much. So just yeah, I did not like it. Um, I will say though, although it's tough for me to be um, positive in some, in some respects, the, the self-sacrifice scene of Steve convincing Diana to finally let him go did bring emotion to my face. Um, there was, there was itchiness in the eye area. Um, because I love a good self-sacrifice and I think that scene was really good in that respect. One thing that I didn't like, the movie. <laughs> no, let me see. Um there's just so there's just so many dumb things. Like like specifically with Kristen Wiggs character, um, Barbara, they don't give for someone to flip from decent to villain. They don't give her one thing she did in her regular everyday life that indicated she would slip that far. And it couldn't be like, I wasn't popular or things like that. Like she she took every shitty thing that someone did to her on the chin and just rolled with it. She never gave an indication like, if I had more strength, I would fuck you up. Like there was never anything like that. It waited until after she went villain for them to show her being insensitive, such a terrible development for her. Like it gives, it, it just made no sense for her. So that's something I hate the most. Uh, Rashani, what about you? And then we'll get, I have some topics that we'll talk about, but I just wanted to get some overall thoughts out. You know, first of all, what I dislike the most about this movie is the whole fucking first half. I realize that it's world God building damn. and all that kind of stuff, and that's that's cool, but that whole first half was literally me and my nigga Steve. It's a it's sequel. Me and my nigga Steve. Um secondly, I didn't like the way they developed Christian Kristen Wig. I, I know that this is going to bounce off some people is strange but i always have had a disdain for movies where they take somebody who is conventionally attractive and make her ugly by putting glasses on her that is not how this works people so when you take kristen wig and you make her ignored by people who couldn't stand up to her caliber anywhere else like joe or whatever their name was i don't even remember their name because they weren't fucking important (laughs) and then all of a sudden she changes into a into a tight dress and people are like i see you now right isn't uh, she's all that. This isn't, she's not fucking, this isn't pig million. You're not building anybody up. This is Kristen Wiig. And as soon as she came on the screen, my daughter Gogo, who was literally born in 2002, looked at her and said, isn't that the, the blonde woman from Bridesmaids? And all mystique was gone. Like there's no <laughs> way that you can convince us that a conventionally beautiful blonde haired white woman would be unseen in the eighties by an Asian dude or anybody else of that caliber because she's smart and she wears glasses the right. entire fuck out of here. Right. What I did like about this movie was fucking Pedro Pascal. I did like the second half of this movie. That's what I'm, the only problem is the movie is fucking two hours and 40 minutes long. <laughs> so you got to sit through an hour and 20 minutes of just talk and, and, and fucking yes. Steve. Like, Steve. golly, like, oh, fucking, I know, I know, I know. I know that you're here for that sacrifice that Steve made, but literally, fuck Steve. Fuck Steve. Like, Steve. like, listen, the scene was good. Steve himself, 
No. The invisible jet making and all that kind of stuff. Just fuck Steve. Like, oh my God. So you're telling me that when Wonder Woman flies her own invisible jet in the cartoons and in the TV show and all that, it wasn't really her flying it. It was Steve because she can't fly a jet. So she's never going to use her own invisible jet again. She only did that to help Steve out. Fuck you. Fuck Steve. Fuck those fireworks. Rest of the movie was fine. Well, the, well, that part was interesting because it was a convo, it was it was two competing things clashing each other, right? Because the whole thing was like, why does Wonder Woman need an invisible jet when she can fly? And th- but there's also like, we like the cartoon, we want to see the invisible jet, and so they DC or Warner Brothers was like, well, we want to please both groups of people, so we're going to have her fly, and we're going to have the invisible jet. That's really what that was, which was ridiculous. It was like the opposite of what George Lucas did. George Lucas is like, I created this thing you like, and I hate that you like it, so I'm going to fuck with it. And these people were like, um, you like all the things? Let's just throw all the things out there. Yes, all, all the things. things. But also, and here's the fundamental thing that fucks me up over both of these Wonder Woman movies, is that the only time she shines in all her feminist glory is after Steve grants her permission in yes. some way, shape, or form to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, all of Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman movie, was trash to me, except for No Man's Land, because that was the one time when, when within her own strength, she was able to, to accomplish something. Everything else was like, oh, I don't know. And Steve's like, you can do it. And she's like, I can do it. That shit infuriated me in the first movie. In this movie, they spent, like like Roshoni said, an hour and 20 minutes setting up a world when it's a sequel. You don't need to set up the world. Even though you're going to a whole nother decade, you don't need to set up the world we should already be on board. They didn't have they to had... go to that decade. They could have just made it in the present. Like that just, it, I will get into that, how it fucks up the continuity of Wonder Woman. If you go back and watch it... BVS and Justice League, this yes. movie makes no sense. But it makes no I don't necessarily sense. blame Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman for that as much as I blame Zack Snyder for creating that world to begin with. But we'll get to Bro. that in a little bit. Um, the one thing that I liked about this film is I thought the acting was great. Um, I thought... Here's the thing with with Steve Trevor, with Chris Pine. Him and Gal Gadot have great chemistry. That's why they were on screen so much in the first film, and I believe that's And why so they, much in the second in film, the second to be film. honest. Yeah. He didn't need to I'll be there. There that. was no reason for him to be there. We'll get to that. But the reason why they're there is because they do have great chemistry. Like, they do have good chemistry, but they turned the superhero movie into a rom-com for no reason. That Yeah, it felt like two different movies. The first movie yeah. felt like a 1980s rom-com, and the second part felt like... I don't know, the end of Highlander 3? It, it made no sense. So I just want to say this real quick, because it didn't make... I, I, I might have fallen asleep, or I might have been going upstairs to get more food because I'm a good cook, and yesterday was my cheat day. Um, Steve wasn't really Steve, was he? Like, she mm, took no, another motherfucker yes. and, 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 and made yes. him into Steve. Yes, and Diana didn't care that this man's life no. was completely erased. Because her her one night stand was back. Right. Right. And then afterwards, at the end of the movie, that man shows up and she's just. And she falls in love with him. him. No, she didn't fall in love with him. She didn't. But the only thing I kept thinking of the whole time was like, your dick has been in me, but you haven't been in me. And somehow this is an okay moment. Well, technically, she says all she saw was Steve. So maybe she saw what we saw. Fuck that. (laughs) <laughs> but she knew who the man was at the end. She knew so who he I just, was. I, she saw it. So yeah, I thought Kristen Wiig was fantastic for what they asked her to do. Yes, I think a I lot think of people yeah. were com- 
concerned about her because she's come from comedy and things like that, and they were concerned about her playing this role. But I thought she was fantastic for what they asked her to do. She did do and that. I actually thought the development of Barbara was fine if she was the only villain. But the problem is they had to share villain time with her, mm-hmm. so they had to cut off parts of her development. What if you? Because the third part I was going to say is good. Is I thought Pedro Pascal was very good. What they asked him, even though Maxwell Lord's character had no motivations whatsoever, it made any sense. But they yeah. had to split time between Maxwell Lord and Kristen Wiig, and so by doing that, you didn't get to develop either of them. Neither of them mm-hmm. got fully developed. And so here's my thing: I don't think my biggest takeaway from this movie is that you don't need these men in the movie. I don't think I don't know why Kristen Wiig was tied to Maxwell Lord. And I don't know yeah. why you had to bring Steve Trevor back. But <sighs> if you're going to have Maxwell Lord as the villain in this film, and you're going to have Kristen Wiig in this film, that's fine. But what you do is you have the Kristen Wiig development play over this film and tease you. And at the end of the film, you see something that makes you think we're finally going to see Cheetah in Wonder Woman three. And you don't give you the full turn for three minutes at a terrible fight in the dark at the end of the film. You, yeah. you tease it all the way to that point, and then you get her in the next film. You see movies do that all the time with yeah. film development. Like, that was very simple if you wanted to have Maxwell Lord in the film, which is fine. But instead, they rush the turn for no reason, like Charmaine pointed out. And then you see her as Cheetah for three minutes in a mm-hmm. poorly lit, terrible fighting scene. Mm-hmm. In which she looks like an actress out of Cats. Um, yeah. Because the other yeah. big thing that I, the thing I hated about this film more than anything was the special effects. I thought the special effects on this film were horrible. I thought they had Wonder Woman running on the street looking worse than Barry Allen in Justice League. I thought her flying scenes looked like the old school flying scenes where they have the man, where they used to have Superman with his arms out and then they have a moving mm-hmm. screen behind him. To make the sky look like it was moving. That's literally. Yeah. I saw Man of Steel eight years ago, whenever that came out. They made Superman's flying scenes look good. Like, to say yeah. what you want about Man of Steel, his flying looked great in that film. They got Wonder Woman flying, and she's just like one arm out, and it looks like the screen's moving behind her. Also, she has the punch arms while she's flying, which I know was like the whole Superman thing from the 80s or whatever, but like, she don't need to do any of that. She could just, uh, I mean, there's so many, there's so many things based off of what you just said that I like, I don't want to get missed is one in the development of Barbara, if they were setting Barbara up, if that was her development through this movie and only to give us Cheetah and Wonder Woman three, all we need to insert here is one scene or two in which Diana gets a Benny that Barbara deserves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, she needs something to to actually make her and Diana oppose. And up until then, they're like, BFFs. And then I want everything she has. You need to give us something. Well, they did give us something. It was just a terrible excuse. What they gave us, well, yeah, I got you. What they gave us was the the dream, the dream stone takes something away. So they had that little throwaway scene where Diana says, look, you got the beauty and you got the power and all the stuff that you want, but what did they take away from you? They took away your your warmness. So remember she said that to take away your warmness or your ability mm-hmm. to care. Your warmth and your... Or something like that. And I guess that's what made her go full villain, which is not good, but they tried to do something. Go ahead, Rashani. So for all of us, because that means me too, who didn't fucking read Wonder Woman um, ever, 
the the most popular incantation of Cheetah is Barbara Minerva, yes, who was what Kristen Wiig was playing. So since this is who she was playing, this how it's supposed to happen. She was a British archaeologist who sought all manners of weapons and treasure, including Wonder Woman's golden lasso of truth. Secretly, she had undergone a mystic ceremony years before involving the African nature god, Yurz Cartaga. This transformed her into the animalistic avatar, the cheetah, whose savage power and brutality was a violent mirror of Wonder Woman's abilities. This movie, to me, when it's all said and done, is women who find their strength in men. Yes. Or lose their strength because of men. Because none of this happened for Barbara. None of this happened for Minerva, whatever. Yeah, Barbara. She found her strength because of the Donald Trump wannabe. Pascal mm-hmm. was so dope. Um, she found her strength in getting in getting a wish from him. I have a question about that. I have a question about a lot of stuff. Um, but my biggest question. So Pascal wishes that he could become the Dreamstone. He becomes that. Everybody starts making wishes to him. He eats those. He he takes what he wants from them in, in return. But then there's a point in the movie where he recants his wish. So shouldn't that have made everything okay? Like, why did everybody else still have to say they recanted their wish? They and, said that they they said that the research that they found says that two things have to happen: either you destroy the Dreamstone, like kill it, kill Maxwell Lord. In yeah. This case. But by him recanting his wish to become the Dreamstone. Wouldn't that have made all the wishes he granted null and void? You would think, but the logic of the movie was everybody had to recant it. Which here's the funny part about that. I'm glad you brought that up. The Manasseh Russians didn't recant shit. By the way, the Russians, <laughs> the Russians never made a wish. They didn't wish for any missiles. Only the president wished for more nuclear missiles. So how come the Russians' nuclear no, missiles just, dis- they just disintegrated? They mentioned and a and a, and a, a random Arab line. dude. No, but it's a throwaway line where they do say all of us, they're looking at the big board of, of you know, secret, whatever the fuck. And they're like, oh, my gosh, suddenly so many more missiles have popped up that that's implying all the other nations are are wishing for it. And then, oh. like Rashani said, one random Arab dude goes, I want missiles, too. And one random African <laughs> dude goes, I want missiles, too. And so, like, it's in like it's just these little teeny tiny throwaway moments. Um, but it's there. Which is like it pains me to give them this credit because of how the poor script the movie was terrible. Was. It, the shit was funny. No, the shit was funny, was dog. Comedy. Like this, this, this little Arab, this, this Arab dude is sitting in a bunker with, with a this, rocket launcher. Like I wish I had missiles. Right, and he's in like, a tiny little box TV, and he's just looking at the TV, going, "Man, I wish I had what? I wish I had missiles." Like nigga, what? Uh, what the fuck he gonna? He didn't recant his missiles, by the way. Um, you make a good point. I didn't realize we never saw Barbara recant. Yeah, she never did because she was knocked out during the whole situation. No, right, right, out. right. That's funny. So here, I'm really hurt by the fact that like, not that I need every woman hero to have a woman villain, but if you're going to give us a woman villain and you're going to give us Cheetah, do what Brandon says, set her up in this movie See, this is where this is one of DC's biggest misses, right? Is that they try to force 
a major villain into one movie and also nullify that villain into one in one movie um instead of like having an overarching or cross movie villain I mean, and, and this is gonna pain me too because I fucking, I fucking, fucking hate these movies. Also, the original uh, Spider-Man movies maintained Goblin in some way, shape, or form, right? Like you got him all the way through, and you're gonna get little bits and pieces of it or whatever. And yeah, you do want your villain, your villains to be defeated, but you don't want your heroes to be so OP that it's not hard to defeat them. Oh, and what you mean like with Wonder Woman? She's so OP. That she needs the she needs the gold armor to come beat Cheetah after she got her powers back. Not before, like before, like I thought she was when they introduced the gold armor and then she started losing her powers. I was like, oh, oh she's losing her powers, so she's gonna yeah. wear the gold armor so she can beat the boss. That make that yeah. actually makes sense. But yeah. no, they have her no. recant her wish and she heals instantly, gets all her powers back, and then she goes and puts the gold armor on to fight a woman who just got her powers. And you've right. been an Amazon warrior for hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. And to go off Oh, wait, 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 wait. The the armor that she was able to take on the entire world with got completely fucked up by one woman. In seconds! Who just got her powers. Right. Right. That's what made me like, wait, what? Didn't you say that this, this took on the entire male army? While y'all flew away right. to Thermiscum Coplia. Yeah, that's what it's called. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thermopolis. Thermopolis. Yeah, whatever. Honestly, the mascara. I actually yeah, do the, read the mascara. The so. mascara. That's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> I also I actually do read Wonder Woman, and some of her recent stories have actually been pretty damn good. But here's the funny part. I need to start reading her. There is a, there is a big DC crossover called uh, Infinite Crisis. It happened like 10 mm-hmm. years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. And the big part of that story is Maxwell Lord. By the way, in, in the comic books, Maxwell Lord's power is kind of like the Purple Man. If you watch Jessica Jones and how the Purple mm-hmm. Man can kind of influence people. That's kind of Maxwell Lord's power. So they kind of... That would have been better. Yeah, they did that a little bit with the Dreamstone, but it wasn't exactly the same. Literally, he would just be like, hold my hands, repeat after me. I wish for blah, blah, blah. That's not how this shit would happen. No, No. If you go to touch me and tell me to wish, don't you wish this for me? Nigga, I don't know you. For random people. It was okay when he did like people he knew. (laughs) That was really weird to end. But there's a part in Infinite (laughs) Crisis where... um, Maxwell Lord is basically taking over like Superman's mind and because he's influenced Superman to do stuff on his own. Wonder Woman has to fight Superman, beat Superman, and they explain mm-hmm. in the comic books that Wonder Woman can beat Superman because they're equal or close to equal on power. And even if Superman's a little bit more powerful than Wonder Woman, she's a fucking warrior who's been trained to fight for hundreds of years so she can beat somebody who doesn't know how to fight, right? And he grew up on a farm. Yes, and so he, she beats Superman, but he still has his thing. So at the end of the day, it's like, Maxwell Lord says, you have to kill me to stop me. And she says, okay, and snaps yeah. his fucking neck and break and kills him, right, <laughs> to end the shit, right? And so I'm thinking, they said in this film, I'm like, oh, they actually read the comic books. They say that you have to destroy the Dreamstone, which means she's going to snap Maxwell Lord's neck, just like in the comic books. Look at DC looking like the comic books. And then somehow the magic lasso slithers like a snake and wraps around his leg when nobody sees it, which we'll talk about that. We're jumping around for folks, but that's I don't care. I'm not going in the order for this. Rashani, got a question for you. Uh, wait, before you say you got a question, um, 
Fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> Did you, um, what'd you think about the opening scene? Because the opening scene was something that they released early that people could see. They released the whole opening, like, Hunger Games scene in Themyscira. What did you think about that? She won. I don't give a fuck what her mom said. She won. <laughs> she had to deal auntie. with. She 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 had to deal. I don't know these niggas. <laughs> she, she had to deal with a ton of uh, adversaries and 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 just issues to get to where she was. And for her to get all the way to the end, and her mom or her auntie is like, "You cheated. Fuck you, nigga. Do you see that I'm seven and they're like twenty six? Like, let me go. Like, let me win. No." You you did this dishonestly. Fuck you and fuck your life. Oh, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. Shout out to that white dude who literally wished his co-worker was dead. <laughs> I don't, I give don't a think fu- that was his co-worker. I think that was just some bitch who owned a deli. I don't give a fuck what you say. You're not allowed in that deli anymore. She will <laughs> not forget that you wish she died. I'm the last saying. thing she heard before she died was, I wish you were dead. That's Woo! a great. That's a great point, Rashad. <laughs> they never establish if people remember what happened. Yeah, because here's like, the thing: if you watch BVS, right, and the whole point of BVS is that like Wonder Woman has been in hiding, and nobody's ever heard of this Wonder Woman before. And Bruce kind of mm-hmm. found out about her, mm-hmm. uh, heard rumors about her, but nobody's ever heard of this Wonder Woman before. I watched her save people at the mall. Don't tell me she destroyed those cameras. Those thousands right? of people in there remember that shit. Okay, that little say, black girl's gonna grow up to want to mirror her because she saw her yes. be a strong ass woman. And let's not okay. Let's say okay, it's just a thousand people in a big ass world. Okay, she's running down the fucking middle of Washington D.C. in the middle of a disaster, and mm-hmm. then she's in the White House. She ain't destroyed the cameras in the White House. You tell me the mall has security cameras, but the entire White House don't have security cameras. That nobody knows about this woman. Shout out to Wonder Woman for going to the White House to uh, find out information and bringing fucking Steve with her. Like, wherever she went to, she, hi, hi, I'm Wonder Woman and this is Steve. Hi, I'm a geologist and my name is Steve. Literally introduced him wherever she went. They don't even give Steve his, because in the comic book, Steve is way more competent than he is in these movies. Like, he's just a bumbling fool in these movies to the extent. In the comic books, he's like, he has a purpose, like he has military training, he has strategy training, he helps her with like strategy and stuff so she can go fight and do all the badass shit that she does. Like Steve has like a point. And here she's he's just like emotional support. I cannot survive without Steve He's, Trevor he's by my there side. to be an example to current men that it's okay to support your strong lady and know your limitations. <laughs> okay. If you actually let her just be the lead, maybe I would Maybe I would be like, okay, I can deal with that message. But they don't let her leave. She's she can't she function without her. So yeah. so Charmaine, okay, let me ask you this. So when Steve comes back, right, and they're in that in that in the party, mm-hmm. I actually thought that was a cool kind of funny scene because like can, like as a woman, if some dude's just running up to you like Charmaine, hey Charmaine, Charmaine, <laughs> come here. I know I know you, Charmaine, come here. And you look at this person you've never seen him in your life. Would you would act even, just like she was acting. I would never even actually acknowledge that someone was saying my name if it was someone I didn't know. I would legit keep going. Like, I don't roll that way. Like, under no circumstances is some random ass dude who happens to know my name gonna make anything. Like, if that tone is there, 
that like halitone i'm not paying attention to that because that's not my mission for today <laughs> like i can't deal with that shit today yes. if it was if it was just like um diana i'm sorry i don't don't mean to inter- interrupt you but this is some weird shit i gotta tell you um I, I i i i'm steve and here's how you can tell i'm steve blah 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 that might have been like okay but if he starts out with this ahala type of thing i'm not that makes no sense that you're gonna stop and pay attention to that unless you are up for it in which case i'm the wrong person for that because i don't like any humans so i need to go back and watch the first wonder woman because i could have swore they only knew each other for a few weeks maybe i'm tripping yeah but no I'm yes they only, only knew each like other a for a few weeks, weeks in the first wonder woman yeah um, also, they come out, right, so Patty Jenkins in DC comes out in between these two movies, and they say, yes, Wonder Woman is actually bisexual in our DCEU canon. And people were excited, like, yes, we're going to get some bisexual representation in the superhero, great. And then they come back with this film, and she's sitting at a restaurant by herself looking with puppy eyes, and tells, and Kristen Wiig says, have you ever been in love? She's like, yes, once. once. He died, and I just couldn't, I can't go out since then. My life's not what you think it is. I just stay in the house all the time and be sad for the last 60 years. Even though I'm this beautiful and I'm super powerful and I can do everything, I just sit in the house sad and sulking because my booty call died in a plane accident. And it seems so counter to anything that she would have learned growing up, which is this like, yeah, like non-reliance on men, right? Like there's no men here. We are our own strong warrior ass people and shit like that. And yeah, it doesn't mean you can't fall in love or whatever, but like to harbor that for 60 years and just be so incomplete, this is not a good message for what, like if you're trying to use Wonder Woman as this feminist icon, that's not a good message. Like the message should be like, you should be your own complete person. That does not mean you don't have other partners. That doesn't mean you don't have other people in your life. It just means that you can walk on your own steam and you don't need a motherfucker to whisper in your ear. You can do this because this man is telling you to do this, which is basically what almost every scene of her and Steve does. She says, I can't understand the concept of flight. What? Read a fucking book. You're educated. Like, it's fine. Like, these concepts are so stupid. Even if she didn't learn how to fly a plane and you needed Steve because he is an actual pilot to do that. Right. I'm okay with that. But you just randomly remember how to make something invisible. And then even in the course of the movie, you say, I've never, the only time I've ever done this before is a long time ago. One time, and I made a coffee cup disappear. And so you haven't tried it but for even a long that time. was off of her dad. Like she even says, my dad did this one time. Not yeah. my magical mom. My magical dad did this one time. So I guess they're going with the thing that is daddy's Zeus, I'm guessing. Because she has That's like four she has like three different origin stories in the comic books. Like one time she's made out of clay, the other time Hippolyta has an affair with Zeus and that's how she gets born. Like, yeah. it's a bunch of different stuff. So we'll see where they go with that. So, uh, Rashani, you brought up earlier that one of the things that you really liked about this film was you thought Pedro was very good. So, what, like, talk about what you liked about Maxwell Lord yeah. and Pedro Pascal. That nigga was Donald Trump. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was Donald Trump. If y'all didn't see it, I'm sorry. He was Donald Trump through and through. He literally, we talk on, on hindsight, we talk a lot about the folks who realize this movie ain't what we want it to be, so I'm going to just have fun <laughs> with it. He took the scenery, rolled it up into a burrito, and chewed on that motherfucker for two hours and 40 minutes. Literally. He really Everything did. he did was 80 smart. He no. had Donald Trump, let's, let's be honest, 
Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian, Martel Oberlin, the goat of all of these things. In this movie, in two hours and 40 minutes, he summoned Donald Trump, Jimmy Swaggart. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see that. Fucking Fabio. <laughs> they even blonded his hair a little bit, too. Right? Like he has that weird honey color. Did you see that part hair. where he's talking to his son and his hair is like windblown over his face, like Donald Trump's, uh, like Donald Trump's toupee? And it's just like hanging over his eyes like this. That man was fantastic. And also, I know I love that he has this inexplicable Filipino son. Like we don't got no details on the right? mama or whatever. Just a full blown <laughs> Filipino son. Made and there's a point so in happy. time. There's a point in time where he's telling his uh, administrative assistant what he needs to do and who he wants to come to his office that day, including a televangelist. And his uh, assistant is like, "Yeah, Alistair's here." And Pedro's like. Why the fuck is he here? Why is he here? <laughs> and I could just picture Donald Trump saying that about Barron. I could just picture him saying that about his own son. All and that's why I gut laughed. <laughs> yeah, he wanted Ivanka around him all the time. That's but the I thought that I thought that his acting, like he had fun with this. Like playing such a straight man in uh The Mandalorian, which he does an excellent job with. I think he had a blast being just flamboyantly 80s in this movie. I think that's also what's fun about Oberon in Game of Thrones is like he just got to be like, you know, he's mm-hmm. like, I'll fuck anything. I'll fight anybody. I'll just do, you know, like he was just out there living his life. And I think um, I I think that's why so many of us like love him as a character um, and to mm-hmm. see him play a character. And I didn't watch Norco, so I missed that part. But like to see him play Oberon and then to see him play the Mandalorian you're like this dude got range like he can just sh- he can close things down if he, he needs to chance. close it down and here he was just like Jim Carrey but trying to be serious like it was so fun like actually he is a fun part of this thing but again like I feel like you you almost disrespect your villains okay go with me um, you get a rich villain like a Maxwell Lord or like a Cheetah who like has some storylines that you could actually do and then just be like, blip, blip, just drop these little two in here right quick. Both of them are out of commission by the time. Like, unless you're going to tell me that Barbara just goes back to her normal little, um, you know, archaeologist life. And then she eventually goes, you know what? It was really fun being evil. I'm going to do that again. Like, you take her out. You don't give her any more room to go in the DC universe. She was cheated for four minutes in yeah. the whole film. By the way, Maxwell Lord, like I agree with both of you. I thought Pedro was great, but the character of Maxwell Lord made no sense to me because they never. Explained- and that's why I'm saying it's better yeah. if you've never if you've never seen if you've never read the Wonder Woman comics. I think it's better. Well, no, I'm because talking about you don't know this, what he's supposed to be. Oh no, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in the movie itself. They never explained what his motivation right. for for doing this was. The, like it it's didn't a even, two yes, small. Did. It's a very and, small at montage. Did, at the very end, they did the whole time. Dude, he was just come, like, but wait, no, look, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but he, they did. It's the '80s. So what was his motive? He's a nobody who suddenly starts getting power. Be real. He's a he's a he's a guy who could pass as white in the eighties. 
right. who gets a chance to have power. That's okay. his whole motivation. But he should have asked for because power. What was he doing in Cairo? Why was he talking about missiles? Because it was he very strange. More. He, he, he was still more. obsessed with oil, wanted. though. Like, that was what was so weird about yes. his power craving. Is it so specific to oil? Well, his company time. was oil, right? He, yeah. So the, per, the, the movie was he bought all these this land across the country. He got investors mm-hmm. to buy this land all across the country, and they all struck dry for oil. So mm-hmm. they're basically, all these people lost money. Nobody wants to give him any money. And so he, he wants his dream stone so that he can get this oil. And if the oil pops up, he'll be rich, right? So that's the first thing he asks for. He's like, "I want the war. I want the. Well, he was, I want the Dreamstone." And then he's like, "I want." He wants. To, and then he went to somebody and was like, "Don't you wish all the oil would happen?" That old white man. The white man wishes for yeah. it, and then everything pops off, right? That makes but sense. Listen, okay, I get it. It's still small time. If you're going from, "I wish I could be the richest oil tycoon." To hey, I started researching on this magical fucking stone that has traveled the the world for centuries and stuff like that. And my first wish wish is still I want to be oil rich and not like the most powerful being. That's dumb. Well, but, he, but he tries to work his way up there. But he's asking for he's he's going to talk to random people's wishes, right? And he's taking random small shit from them that doesn't matter. He's like, oh, I'll t- you know, you want a Porsche? Fine, I'll take. I'll take your pen for the day. And then he's like, he goes to Cairo and he takes that man's security. I'm sorry, you have a dream stone. You could just wish to be <laughs> invulnerable or something like that. Like, what do you need to take this man's security for? Like, it just seemed like it was jumping all over the place. But I wanted to get Is to it that. the case that he could only have the one wish and that's why he had to continue to yes. siphon off of other people's wishes? So that's, again, what I'm saying. His first wish was essentially to be oil rich instead. I mean, his first wish was to be the stone, but as he goes around, instead of wishing something, making somebody wish that he is the most powerful and vulnerable being, he still wishes to be oil rich, which is like, and then his first mission is to go to another person who has oil and get their oil. And he's just going to travel the world, grabbing everybody's oil. Like is, I mean, it makes sense for an eighties villain to be oil obsessed, but in 2020, when the people that most of the people that are watching that movie are born after the 80s, they're going to be like, we have electric cars now. Who cares about oil? Like, well, you know, you got to give more 80s context. Well, here's the other thing. let's talk about the 80s context, right? That I didn't like. I'm from Baltimore. Most of my family is from Washington, D.C. Um, 1984, Washington, D.C. was like 80 percent black. It's all yeah. niggas in Washington, D.C. Everywhere yeah. you go. At the Smithsonian, outside playing shit. Like, just everywhere. He, they went in the goddamn metro in the afternoon in 1984. There was one black person in the And there was no black people in the metro station. On the green line. Mm-hmm. The green line that goes to PG County. There's no black people. Now, you should say, oh, Brandon, you're nitpicking. I'm not nitpicking to say that there should be more black people in Washington, D.C. If you did this movie in Oklahoma. Especially in 84, yes. If you did this movie in Oklahoma, all right, fine. You don't have no white people there. That's that's cool with me. I don't care. I don't need to see black people where black people don't live. But Washington, D.C., like, like, there's nothing but black people there. Like, that's it. There was more black people in the mall in Fairfax, in, in Fairfax Landmark Mall, which is where the mall scene took place, which is actually where the white people moved to. Then right. there was when they were in D.C. in the film, which was weird to me. So you have that part of 84, right? Rashani brought up him being an 80s villain. That totally made sense. My thing wasn't so much that he was an oil tycoon. It was how he jumped from oil tycoon to all this other shit in like 
out of nowhere to me, like completely out of nowhere to me. But we did bring up something that I did want to get to, which was in Cairo, right? So the Cairo scenes where you first start to realize that Diana's losing her powers, right? She gets shot, mm-hmm. and the bullet actually hurts her. She's like bleeding and shit, right? Okay, she's losing her powers. Somehow, she's able to push a tank. She gets shot. A bullet hurts her, but she can knock a tank over, knock another car over, run on the bottom of the car, only to need Steve Trevor to come save her at the end again by moving the tank in between the two cars when she was about to get smashed, which that whole scene made no sense to me. No sense. Like, I didn't think that scene made any sense to me. Uh, I'm not clear why her powers were, like, sputtering out versus, like, gone because that makes it seem like they should have had the alternate scenes should be showing Barbara get stronger over time which the only version that you kind of get of that is her realizing that she could fuck up that dude who tried to rape her in the park like that's the closest Mm -hmm. to kind of seeing her like oh I can do this thing but you you constantly have these little hints they did some little small shit right so like the first time she puts heels on and she walks out the door they're like sweeping the floor and she kind of hops up on the chair on her heels. Before yeah. She couldn't even walk in heels when That's they true. first met her. So they tried to do little subtle things with her. I thought the Barbara stuff was fine. I just thought at the end, they just made the transition to villain way too, too quickly. Quick. I thought for most of the film, she was the best part of the film. Like she was, I thought she was great. I agree. I think she did a great job. And honestly, like I know people get concerned about comedians doing dr- more dramatic things, but comedians fucking nail dramatic things. Look at Robin Williams in uh, Goodwill Hunting, or you know, like there's certain times. Um, even Chris Rock, Chris Rock has done some dramatic stuff too. Like there's things that like these comedians can actually pull off. So I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't not. I wouldn't have entered this not having faith that Kristen Wiig could have pulled off something because I think she's a fairly talented person. What I would have loved though is if you take out a lot of like this dependency on men thing and you like let's say you still have Maxwell Lord as your main villain in this movie and Barbara is just a little piece of it. You know, maybe Barbara is helping her on the research side and things like that. And you think of her as like just really b story like you're not even paying attention to her really you're not even really necessarily aware of her and then you get to the end you kill off or you do whatever you got to do to maxwell lord and then the last scene is the scene where barbara does a little bit of dirt or gets powers and that ushers her into being our villain for for wonder woman 3 you've already improved this movie because what you get is the good performance that kristen wig has been able to pull off throughout this thing which i think i agree as dumb as the movie is i think her performance was great but you give her you have to give her some desperate ass motivation you something like she did all this work for diana and diana gets the bennies at the end and she's like but i'm the one who did all this work and then you usher in some kind of like re, um not revenge but just like you, you know how some people are about like i got a perfect one for you because i got a question for rashani after this but here's the perfect example of what you're saying marvel did doctor strange right the whole mm-hmm. Doctor Strange movie, Chiwetel Ejiofor is Baron Mordo. Is his exactly. buddy? It's his buddy. It's his friend. He's learning with him, but they're giving you little hints that like he's not liking some of these things, but he's not full heel in the film. Mm-hmm. And at mm-hmm. the end of the film, he mm-hmm. walks away the opposite way, and he's basically a bad guy. But you don't get that confrontation. They save right. that for Doctor Strange, a future Doctor Strange film. And the whole time you're watching that film, for people who write the comic books, they're like. Oh, I know who Baron Mordo is. He's a bad guy, but he's not the bad guy yet. And it's teasing you and teasing you and teasing yeah. you. And on the opposite, that's like Captain Marvel, right? You see Monica Rambeau's mom, 
and you see little Monica Rambeau, and you're like, oh, I know who Monica Rambeau is. Like, I know who she's going to be. That's Spectrum. I know who she's going to be. Mm-hmm. But they don't like, okay, let's uh, let's speed up the time and she becomes Spectrum at the end of the movie. Like, no, like, right. it's a, it's teasing you for what's to come next, right? Um, so, Rashani, what I wanted to ask you was, uh, what did you think about the action set pieces in this film or the lack thereof? Action? Action. What, was there action. fight scene Drake like action okay let's count the action sequences there was the one at the beginning where they were doing the the triathlon shit and then there was the truck scene when they were on the freeway Cairo does the mall not count Oh, Does it though? Shot, I guess. So In comparison, it's very the, small. The, the mall counts because there was nothing else to compare it to. So the <laughs> mall, Cairo, her and Cheetah, that's it. Three fights in two hours and 40 minutes. That's one hot moment every <laughs> eight, 80, 80 minute average? No, no fucking way. Seriously? Every 80 minutes some action happened? Are you fucking serious? Almost. Wow. Thank you, Jay-Z. That is one hot moment every 80 minutes. Every 40 minutes. Oh, my. I am. Two hours and 40 minutes is. Divided by four. Sorry. Sorry. Yes, you're right. You're right. I I said 240 minutes. Two hours and 40 minutes is uh, 12160. It's still not enough. Minutes. <laughs> Every, Every 40 four. minutes was action. And by the way, she didn't really beat anybody up until the end. And that only lasted three minutes. And speaking of that, she Patty did. Jenkins comes out and says, somebody asked Patty Jenkins on Twitter, um, because if you watch BVS and Justice League, you know, Wonder Woman has her sealed and sword because she's a warrior. And they asked her, like, um, where's, her se- where's her shield and sword? Like, if this takes, be- takes place before then. And she says... Wonder Woman doesn't have her shield and sword because she's not a warrior. She's a pacifist. Who? Wait, when? Again, that's fucking stupid. You're going to tell me that someone with that much power has just sat for 60 years not doing fucking shit except for the occasional mall robbery bus She became a curator, and that's her whole life because her whole life was Steve, even though they had only been together like once and really just, you know, he told her not to run across the no man's land. I angry. I belong to Steve. Hi, I'm Steve. I belong only to Steve. I'll give away all my stuff. She literally gave her powers. She was going to uh, sacrifice yes. her powers. That could have saved the world. Or a one, uh, like how good is any dick on the that planet? That dick like, was amazing. The best, like the best possible dick on the planet. That and is we're going to put it in Chris Pine's body? That is literally Unlikely. risk it all dick. She's not even Unlikely. dick Right. Like, listen, I'm a bisexual. I'm I'm on team bisexual. Um, there is not a dick or a pussy I have encountered on this planet that would have me sacrifice world saving powers. If I knew that I could keep these powers and do good for the rest of my life. I'm going to do good for the rest of my life. It's worse than I, that. It's worse than that. Because, OK, let's say you want to make a love film and you're like, 
she sacrificed her powers to be with the person she loves, right? It wasn't that. They said to her, everybody has to recount their wish or you have to kill Maxwell Lord. And, sh- and she's like, we need to find another way. So she's willing to let all of these wishes go through in order and to And the keep bad Steve guy Trevor to live. There. Yeah, and the bad guy to live to keep Steve Trevor to go through. It wasn't because just you let go of your powers. It was, I gotta let all this shit continue <laughs> for him to stay. L- listen how bubblegum fucking bullshit this movie is if you really think about it. What villain gets punished? No fucking villain gets punished yeah, at Maxwell the end of this Lord thing. Did go to jail at the end? He didn't go to jail. He reunites nope, with his kid, and he's all happy go lucky. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna try to be a good guy now. And that's just done. Listen to me. Listen. On paper, Wonder Woman should be amazing. She should be this feminist icon. She should be. She's a warrior with empathy, which is not often the story that you get. It should be wonderful. But what you get, at least in the movie version of her, is this person who relies on the truth in a way that is very flexible. When it when like. You know, she doesn't tell people she's Wonder Woman. She has a secret identity. She doesn't tell people the truth as to why she's able to toss a dude fucking 30 feet away using his body momentum. That's also not true. And yet she has the standard of truth in other people that is way higher than she has for herself. And on the just the origin alone, and I'm not talking about like a comic book origin, I'm talking about the creation of Wonder Woman. The fact that this polyamorous dude had, and I'm a poly guy too, so this also pisses me off. He has two women, he has his wife and his girlfriend, and he's like, these women are great. And if they were just one woman, it would be wonderful. <gasps> Wonder Woman. And the motherfucker created the polygraph test. You know what? Truth is important to me. So let me make a a woman hero who is the combination of two women I think are great, but would be better as one. And I'm going to make her whole deal about truth because I created the polygraph. Fucking stupid. He also had a fetish for bondage too back then. If anybody uh, also the fetish for <laughs> yeah goes back. He also has a fetish for bondage. So let me create a character that is going to arouse like sexual bondage feels, but you're not going to be able to see it too often because I'm not going to be explicit about it. I'm going to have to put it up in different ways. But I'm going to make truth important, and let me create this little bondage device that's going to force men to tell the truth. All of this shit is stupid as fuck. And now we have this character that should be something that women look up to. And I think a lot of girls and women do. I've never liked woman to woman as a character. It always bothered me, even from the time that I was little. Um, I preferred somebody to like Storm to, to Wonder Woman or whatever. I want to like her. I want to like her so bad. But I can't have I can't have all this stuff on the outside of her existing when I'm paying attention. But then you give me these movies, which is your opportunity to turn me. Like, set me up with a really good villain. Give her some real tests. And honestly, this is not a big enough test because this love is not a major love affair. This is a two-week hookup that was response to war, which whoever you're going to hook up with when you've had a traumatic experience, it's going to leave a mark. But is it going to leave 60 years of a fucking mark that you can't function in your day-to-day unless you have this memory of this dude? Come on. She has a fucking shrine to him in her apartment. Oh, you knew the dude that. for two weeks. <laughs> I did forget about that. <laughs> I totally forgot about that part. She, all her pictures are like the Trevor Farm and shit like that. Oh, like yeah. she went to all his places. <laughs> that level of obsession is like Yo, stereotypically like a woman level obsession. But like that is like you said, it's not healthy, and it's just dumb to hold a torch. This is the Disney princess mentality that there's this one perfect 
guy out there who the whole time we see the guy is flawed as shit and yet still we think it's the most romantic thing possible you know I mean, funny? If, go if you had told me that the guy that wonder woman would be willing to give it all away for the one that she'd be willing to risk it all the one that she would let the world fall to shit and crumble and die the one that she would just not be able to hold up the world like she wanted to like she pledged to her mom and her parents whoever else would be fucking steve Steve? chris pine that little literally his head literally grows bigger every time he talks (laughs) like it's a fucking hack in a video game like the motherfucker it's his it's chris pine it's chris pine so nothing else like when you put him in all those outfits and tried to make him into the man he wanted to be and funny thing that happened at the end when the dude is wearing the outfit that you forced upon him when he was Steve. Every time he put on an outfit on Steve, I just realized that Steve looked like a fucking new or a fucking idiot in a nice outfit. And <laughs> in a and nice outfit. I, I just I didn't understand what was going on. This is like when somebody is in a relationship that nobody else understands or approves of. But I love him, Mom. <laughs> You slept with him once. You know what? I'll take that back. The first person I slept with, I did hold feelings for for an entirely too long of a time. I think that's what it's supposed to be is that she never encountered man. And then this is the first man that she really encountered. This is the first dick. Steve is literally the first dick. The first dick. And seems to be the only if she has carried a torch that long, which doesn't make any sense. And again, that's that Disney princess mentality that is so frustrating when you're a woman like me who is just not the kind of person that's going to get caught. Listen, I love my husband. I've been with him for 21 years. He's funny, all kinds of shit. Do I think he's the only person capable of having a loving relationship with? No, I'm polyamorous. Um, Do I think he's the best possible partner I could have ever had? No. He's just the guy that I happened to fall in love with when I was 22 years old. And I continue to love him. I continue to renew that contract. But he's... He's just a person that I was in proximity with. If I had grown up in a different place, I wouldn't have ended up with him. We wouldn't have found each other over across the fucking planet and cosmos and shit like that. <laughs> because we lived in Sacramento at the time we met. That's why we felt like that's he, he was in proximity. We fell in love. It was great. I love him. I'm not planning on making any changes where he is concerned. That being said, if he died. He gone. No, I'm not gonna, waiting. I'm not waiting 60 years. I'm 60 not waiting years. 60 years. I'm probably hey. not going to love someone as much as I love oh. him. Like even as a poly person, I, I have loved other people, but those those love relationships have either dwindled or gone away or whatever the fuck. I don't love them as much. I never, not quantity wise. It's hard to say quality wise. I've never loved anybody as much as I've loved him. That but I'm not waiting told. 60 years. And then after after he has a talk with her where he's like, you're losing your powers. I'm just going to, you know what, I'm just, just, just recant me, you know, just relinquish the wish because you, you can live on without me. It makes him the better person. makes him the fucking hero. Wait, after he says this, she's like, I'm never going to love another person again. Bitch, one night stand. And then three days of y'all going to museums. Even over 60, <laughs> over 60 years. Even 
even he says to her, "Yes, you will." I would hope he's like, you, "You better, like, you like, better go right? love again." He was like, "What are you talking about?" Imagine the pressure. Like this is actually something that I don't necessarily understand about monogamy because I just think it's, it's I think it's such an unrealistic expectation. If your partner dies and you're still young enough to like have a full fulfilling fucking love and sexual romance, you know, whatever life. You're going to tell me that the person you love more than anybody on the planet is going to say if they say to you, "Go ahead and love again." And you're like, "Nah." You're going to think that's going to make that person feel good. Like, I mean, honestly, like I know there's some people out there that are selfish enough to be like, don't ever love again or whatever. But then again, is that person worthy of your love? Someone who wouldn't want you to find happiness after they're dead? I told like, my there's wife, so many things. I told my wife, if something bad happens to me, don't you dare sit and sulk over me for 20 years. Like, like who the fuck am happy? I? <laughs> You know, like I'm a decent person, right? I'm funny. I I I do as much good as I can possibly do. But do I think that I'm so fucking bomb that my shit is so fucking tight that you're never gonna be able to find another partner to enjoy? Oh, she no. was straight up in George Michael's vibes. Like I'm never gonna dance again. <laughs> right? Guilty Which is also no a rhythm. song they could have used and didn't use in their At soundtrack. At that exact point, they could have used it. Yes. Oh man! It, it like I said, this movie. <laughs> just, so, this evidently, I'm talking way too loud because I got the door closed and Tris is in the other room, and he just texted me. I would have found you. Damn! See, he <laughs> loved it's it, and and you know, I love my beloved wife to pieces, <laughs> like like over the water, over the moon, and back. But we've already told each other. <laughs> we've already had this talk, yes, like. We had this talk. I don't know what it is about black folks, but we have this yes. talk. Like, yo, if I die, I want you to mourn me for exactly two weeks. <laughs> yes. Take the insurance money, pay off the house, pay off take the care house. of the kids until they get the fuck out. And if you Kids. find somebody in that time, fuck them. Get fuck your them group back. I was like, you know what, baby? If you died, and she looked up at me with her big, beautiful eyes, and I think she thought I was going to say something else. I was like, if you died, I would mourn you, and I would hold you in my heart for the rest of my life. But after two weeks, I'm going to start off slow by just jacking off. (laughs) (laughs) And after about a month, I'm going to start exercising so I lose the weight that I put on when we were married, and I'm going to find somebody else. I'm going to find somebody you know, else. I mean, come on. Like, you're fucking Wonder Woman. You are literally, motherfucking, you are literally an ageless beauty. You know what I'm saying? I saw someone on Twitter. And you're never going to love again. Speaking of that, I saw someone on Twitter who was, um, who was like, I, I remember she was super happy when they said that she was bisexual. And she was watching this and she was like, they. she thought that they were going to have Kristen Wiig and Gal Gadot have some type of, Thing because of their chemistry in the beginning of the film of like mm-hmm. how she was like looking upon her like oh you're so beautiful and you can do all this types of stuff she thought it, that was going to be the friction she thought like that was going to be the friction but instead uh, here's the other thing we didn't talk about somehow Kristen Wiig shows up to protect Maxwell Lord and flies on Marine One with him to make sure she's okay out of nowhere why does she like was she in love with him 
because they kissed each other and I guess had sex in I'm the office. I'm assuming they had sex in her office, but which again would be this other thing about this like woman who relies on another man. She's been looked over and passed over because of evidently with her glasses, she was not an attractive woman. And, um, and so she gets one man to pay attention to her and now she's pussy whipped too. Well, I will say the same thing, one thing about the glasses. I meant to say this when Rashani brought it up. Here's the thing with that. You're absolutely correct in pop culture. But in the DC universe, that's just a thing that they do. But they the have DC Clark Kent. They like... have six foot five, 265 pound sculptured <laughs> out of rock Clark Kent, Cal L Superman, put on some fucking glasses and hunch over, and nobody can tell he's this goddess man that flies around with a cape. Right. Because he puts because on he some acts glasses a little goofy. and he looks a little goofy and people don't see him as that. But when he's Superman, right. everybody's moist and wet every time he flies by, right? Right. It's, and 100% people, you should be offended by Superman. I fucking hate Superman too. I'm just not a DC person. You should be 100% offended by Superman. Why? Because his mask, Clark Kent, is what he thinks of humans. That's what he thinks we are, these goofy a soft, dumb things. I mean, we are. And yet he's there I, to I protect. Just, he's right. I just want to, I just want to say this real quick. At one point in this movie, Pedro Pascal is with his son, Alistair. I know I don't call him Maxwell Lord because I like Pedro Pascal more than I like Maxwell he might, Lord. Like alliteration. But, yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty much it. But at one point in this movie, after he gets mad because Baron is still outside his door, and why the fuck is this kid here? He brings the kid into his office, and the kid puts his arm on his dad. And I can't remember the exact words because, you know, this movie isn't something that I've seen a lot, but. He put his arm on his dad and made a wish that should have given him all his dad's powers. He wished for his dad's greatness. So that should have taken away all his dad's powers, right? That was super confusing. No, I think he was saying he was wishing for his dad to be great. But like, he I'm does like pull his greatness. hands off of him. That was the first wish. Yes, that's what Rashad's talking about. Apparently the first wish, he pulled his hands off in time before he could complete his wish. So it didn't count. Uh, okay. second wish was I wish I, for your greatness and that one counted so Maxwell yeah, yeah. Lord is so arrogant <laughs> that he makes his seven year old son use his only wish on him <laughs> across the board like like that even like great. can you imagine like the taxi driver let's just say that it was possible even like a homeless dude he would have walked up to a homeless dude and been like don't you wish some great ass thing for me and the person be like yeah sure i wish that for you and then that homeless person or that taxi driver or that regular ass joe who could have benefited from anything other than you you stranger who touched me and i don't like to be touched so we gotta have a problem you're gonna ask me to wish for something good for you when i don't know you and you touched me and i don't like to be touched no no that's not working. This right, does not work for me. Let's talk about the ending. So, Rashani, uh, I'm going to let you pick one part of the ending and Charmaine pick one part. Rashani, you want to talk about the fight with <laughs> with Chia, nope. or you want to talk about the Maxwell Lord <laughs> in the the futuristic machine reaching out to everybody in the world through particles? That's you know I was going to say that literally. I was going to say that. Um, I was going to say that 
20 minutes into this review. So on hindsight, which y'all should check out, um, we talked about Street Fighter, the movie, the video game, the movie, and about a scene where uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme commandeers a news camera from Chun-Li, don't ask, and starts talking direct. I want to talk directly to Bison. Hey, Bison, you like to see yourself? Well, look at this. <laughs> and somehow Bison is able to connect to the channel so that he's able to talk back to... Through the TV. To Guile <laughs> through, the, through the video, through the news camera. And so they're having a tete-a-tete. That's what I thought of when he got up there and started doing this shit. That's exactly what I thought. Like, okay, now your satellites are allowing you to hear everybody and they can hear you. And this is some off the wall. It could happen. This this is just this is just a stretch by any means. Like, I okay. Say, I give a lot of leeway to superhero films <laughs> when it comes to making sense. A lot. Because I read comic books. So I know the ridiculous shit happens. But you gotta explain that better than that. Can you can you add to that why Wonder Woman while flying could also hear the people's wishes? Why everybody she wasn't even in the room yet. Like, okay, go with me on if she's in the room with him and he's hearing the wishes, even though he's a magical creature. I know she's magical creatures, too. But the particles are the reason why he's touching everybody. Then, okay, if you're in the room, you can hear the wishes, too. This bitch was still flying and she could hear them also. She's magical. I'm just saying, while Maxwell that's, Lord was getting his um his Oprah Winfrey on, you get a car and you get a car. <laughs> How the fuck did he hear his son through, like, literally at the point where people realized the wishes were coming true, more wishes were going to start coming in, to the point where you should have just heard a jumble of voices just screaming at this motherfucker about what he wants. Yeah, there's a million, billion, trillion people in the world. There's a billion people in the world, maybe more, in the world who are all honing their voices in on you, you shouldn't be able to discern your son's voice standing on a freeway about to get hit by a nuclear missile blast. It's the power of love, Rashani. Fuck that. He didn't love his... You know what? He didn't seem to love his kid enough for that kid to be a motivation at all. He didn't, but not enough to be able to hone in on his voice. You can't tell me... Look, let's be real. Let's keep this honest. If... 200 people are talking to you at the same time. Can you discern one voice from the other? No. If they're literally talking to you at a loud voice with a loud voice at the same time, and it's literally they are all insistent, it is a cacophony of noise. If there's 200, you won't be able to hear somebody behind you saying, Dad, Dad, a little kid voice. There were a billion people who were all wishing for nuclear weapons, apparently. (laughs) Granted, granted. Granted. Okay, can one of you explain to me why he was losing his health to begin with? No. So this is what I think is not explained, is that I think he was already unhealthy. And because he kept because he kept talking about make sure my vitamin like the first thing he says when he walks into his office for the first time to Raquel or whatever was um, bring me my vitamins. And then there's another scene where he mentions vitamins again. And then there's a scene where he tells um, where he tells Barbara, you should use biotin because it makes everything glow. 
Um, and so like, I think he's, I think this is what their way was implying that there's something unhealthy with him and he was eating vitamins to try to save himself. And then when he becomes the stone, the only other thing, and this is me stretching, like really, really trying to help DC is that maybe in taking in that the price that the stone was taking from him by granting that wish was to draw his health from him. That's fine, but it should have told us that. But it would have been stupid because then unless the stone goes back to normal. Or unless the stone starts to disintegrate every time somebody takes a wish. Because if you become the stone, then it should affect you the same way it would affect the Maybe stone. Maybe something like that. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But they never explained but they that the stone explained deteriorates it. every wish that happens. It doesn't. It didn't explain that shit at all. Um, all right, so Charmaine, what did you think about the fight with Sheeta? I mean, thank you, DC, for giving us the glorious epic battle that was four minutes with Wonder Woman and one of her greatest enemies, Cheetah. Like, <laughs> she she wishes to be an apex predator, and then we don't see her for 10 minutes, and then she's suddenly a full-blown-ass Cheetah. She just got her powers for the first time, and somehow she is, like Roshani said, able to defeat the golden armor which was able to withstand all of the men and all of whatever them just so that all of the women could go to the mascara and or the i'm sorry the mascara as the mascara uh, yeah as rashani would call it um and the wings are falling off bit by bit and it is just like is this what they think women would fight like like women who could fight Hey, you, hey, 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 shout out to them for giving her claws because that's how women fight. They scratch each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah. that too. Like, there, there's little, like, little it subtle microaggressions. It right. was literally a cat fight. There's, like, subtle microaggressions that I feel throughout this whole movie that it's just like, hey, we're giving you an empowered woman, but she needs a boyfriend from 60 years ago with permission to be great. Hey, we're giving you two you strong women fighting each other, but they're just scratching at each other. Like, meh. Like, it just yeah. was so disappointing. Also, that gold armor was completely unfunctional. Like, Right. It was it, the wings were pointless, just completely pointless. And also, like you're gonna tell me, flight baffles you, but you had a winged fucking costume that you could have been practicing up with and shit. Like, could she not have flown with the golden armor until after Steve oh, gave her permission to learn her, how to fly? Talk about her riding on lightning with her lasso. You know, I was yeah. really pissed about that because I complained about that in the trailer. I'm so oh. glad that that was like an, a throwaway fucking scene because if that was also a critical shout part of how to... she beat somebody, I would be so mad. She also lassoed a cloud. Shout out to Metallica. She literally rode the lightning dog. <laughs> so mad about that. You're going to tell me, like, I understand she's magical and I understand that the lasso of truth is magical, but you're going to tell me that lightning that just randomly strikes wherever it strikes that she somehow knows where it's going to hit so that she can take her magical thing that takes a while also to move through space to wrap around the motherfucker and swing off of it and we're just going with it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. no yeah. Yeah, no doing. she lassoed a cloud that thing just went right past um the trip like i didn't even see that in the trailer but when she's flying when she's like oh look steve taught me how to fly she lassoes a cloud and swings like fucking spider-man and it was just a cloud and that was before the lightning strike i was so mad like this movie 
even though there's some good parts to it, which I'll give it, it does have some good parts. Shit like that made me so mad. Why the fuck were those kids playing in the goddamn street? Why weren't they aware That's that there were point. tanks barreling towards them? That's Why the fuck point. are those kids literally sitting in the middle of the street playing with toys with their parents standing right next to them? Does nobody see a fucking caravan of tanks coming towards these kids at full speed? You hear gunshots. You see the fucking machine guns. Why the fuck are kids still in the street? And one safe. tank had already crashed by that point, so you know they heard that. Why the fuck is Trey from Boys in the Hood when we need him? Get your kids <laughs> out the street. <laughs> And change their fucking diapers. Like, why are you kidding uh, So many things. So it's clear where this is going, right? So it, apparently they're doing this to set up a battle with the gods. Like in the Wonder Woman comic books, there's often confrontations where she has to go fight the old gods or the real gods because she's basically a demigod herself. And so she's talking about, like, there's a couple guys who could have done this. Remember the movie? She's like, there's a couple guys who could have made this stone. Right. Or something like that. And then last, the first movie was with Ares, the god of war. Like, it's supposed to be, supposed to be setting up this thing so she can deal with these gods, right? But I'm just like, yeah, like, I still think, here's the thing. The No Man's Land scene, do you know why that bothers me so much? Because it's such a great scene. It's literally one of the best scenes in comic book movies. Like, all of them. It's one of the oh, best yeah. scenes. I'll give you that. That scene tells me that there's somebody at fucking DC who understands this character. Like, there's somebody there who goes, I get it. I get this character. I get what she's supposed to represent. I get how to write this character. I get how to show it on screen. I understand it. Nothing bothers me more than when... It's like, you know, I don't have kids, but Rashani can probably relate to this. It's like when you know your kid is really good at something and then they don't live up to what you know they can do. Like, you know your kid's good, but they didn't do as well because they didn't put in the effort, not because they didn't know. If your child doesn't know, that's one thing. You can teach them, you can learn, you can work with them, and you can accept that. But if you know that your child knows something, and then they don't, they just purposely do the wrong thing or don't do it right, it bothers you because you're like, you're better than this. I know that you're better than this. I want you to go be the best that you can be. I could live with if DC, uh, not live with it, I'd still be pissed, but if DC was just super terrible at this and every part of every one of these movies was horrible i'd be like well they just don't get the character it's terrible like with titans i don't want to get on a rant about that but if you watch <laughs> titans in the dc app now on hbo max you'll see what i'm saying by the way side note on titans right they have wonder girl whose origin is as fucked up as anything in comic books but essentially she has similar powers to wonder woman wonder woman in this film uses her magic lasso to wrap around a lightning bolt and swing from and she survives meanwhile in titans wonder girl got killed by an electric pole falling on her i just had to point that out in dc universe but yeah she definitely should have been shocked they they showed in the in the no man's land scene that they get this character and then that they continue to go back on it or change it and that's what leads me to i don't want to keep giving patty jenkins the benefit of the doubt but I'm like, I've seen her write good stuff. She's a she's not a terrible scriptwriter. She's not. It doesn't make sense. What I think happened, Brandon, is that some a team of writers got together. Someone like me and Rashani. Rashani, who has never read read a Wonder Woman comic, but has seen little bits and pieces of Wonder Woman, and me, who has read a little bit of Wonder Woman, but really doesn't love the character. And they tapped us to write a movie about a character we don't know shit enough about, <laughs> but just enough to make you kind of think we knew a little bit about it. That's like what I feel happened. Like just someone who kind of knows some tropes. And some basic 
Wonder Woman things, but then. But you don't even need, it doesn't even, like, this is not me being comic book, get off my porch guy. It's basic simpleness. If you want to promote this character as a feminist warrior icon, bisexual mm-hmm. feminist warrior icon, okay, then just tell that story. She's just a woman from an island of all women who learned how to fight. She has these godlike powers, and her whole thing is that she stands for truth and justice, and she wants to do good and save the world. In the mm-hmm. meantime, she at one point she fell into love with this man. Okay, that's fine. She fell in love with this man. This man died. It's been 60 years. Okay, since she's bisexual, now have her date a woman in the background. Don't make it a part of the movie, but have her date a woman or something. That show that she Literally. She could have a shrine of all the dead lovers from her past, as well, far as I'm concerned. One. It's, 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 it's Steve. It's Steve. It's Steve. Have Listen, some fucking you know, and save you know some what? Lives. You, you if know they what? had casted Steve as Idris or fucking, I don't know. I mean, Morris Chestnut or something. I don't know. Give me somebody I can sink my teeth into. Someone who actually looks like you might be dick whipped. For sixty years over, don't give me this yes. little mouskowit with blue eyes and be like, "He's the most best thing ever." Just wait till somebody eats her pussy; <laughs> she's going to literally wreck the universe. To but bring wouldn't you back. think like it would be like coming to America? She's on this island of women. Wouldn't you think she's just been growing up like being serviced? She's you would the think daughter so. Of the fucking queen, like she should just be getting bathed. By bitches who are gonna service all her needs, so that by the time Steve rolls around, she'd be like, "Oh, you got a little weird thingy thing. What's yes. going on with that?" The royal clitoris is clean, your highness. That's exactly. Queen if, shit. If I was on the mascara, the mascara. And I you, was you. the daughter of the queen. I'm getting the royal clit cleaned on a regular. Especially when all the women's just the island's just full of beautiful women. Like every scene and you see of them strong, mascara is just beautiful, strong women. Like. Mm-hmm. I, when they do that pan across, you're just like that one, that one, yeah. that one, that one. There's there's so many options. But here's the thing: that's the whole thing. Like when you see that, you'd be like, "This is so easy." Like it's so easy to do Wonder Woman. Like it's so easy to do it. It's so simple. But you can't. To do like this. they just don't give women that kind of thing. Like I don't want to heart. Like there's so few times when I heart more on gender over race. Like race is obviously a bigger deal for me as a mixed race gender. person and stuff like that. But this one is all gen- like this one is hitting all of the things about gender things in movies and in in media that bother the <laughs> fuck out of me. And a big part of that is it makes us these unintelligent not strong enough, needs to rely on a male counterpart, even if that male counterpart is inferior in, in most ways. What, a couple a couple of things that they did well with Steve is like, he tried a lock and then he's like, oh wait, I'm dating Wonder Woman. Um, that's you, babe. You know, like yeah. there's moments like that where they actually let Steve, or they, they gave us a Steve that was just aware of the fact that he couldn't do something. Like you, he never was like, no, 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 I got this. You know, he didn't really do that. The only way in which he did do that was like, I fly. That's what I do. That's the one thing that they carried over from the comics to the movie. Let me fly this motherfucker. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit. That's fine. That's fine. But for her to be like bewildered, like basically an immortal being, being bewildered by the concept of flight versus like, that's cool that you have this skill. I would like to learn this skill. Impart some knowledge about this skill that you have. That would be different than like, I'm bewildered by this thing, this thing you can just fly and it's amazing. Like, what? 
Now it's she just, has her invisible airplane that she can't fly because she never uninvisible it. She never uninvisible it. And also, again, when we're talking about truth, she fucking stole that thing. She did steal the plane. <laughs> she did steal the plane. That's true. And unless she pays for it after the fact and been like, "Sorry, bro, I stole your plane and I made it invisible and it's mine now." Well, if you watch BVS, she appears to be rich. Like, if you watch BVS and Justice League, she appears to be quite rich in the future. Yeah. Which, yeah. the last thing, there's a couple more things before we get out of here I want to talk about. Is one, I didn't think this film had to be set in 1984. We, yeah. I get the old movie. I get the first one being in World War One. Okay, you want to give an origin story of how she came sure. to America or, you know, came to, got Alpha Themyscira and came out and met the rest of the world. And, man, I get that. That's fine. Okay. Now let's go do present time, right? Why are, why are we wasting time in the 80s? Because... The only thing you get from that is people nitpicking shit that don't make sense when you already seen right. her in the present time. You've already right. seen her in BBS and Justice League. So you would think it would make sense. You were like, okay, then you got to make this shit make sense. Yeah. Why can't she fly? Like, this is Zack Snyder's fault, right? Zack yeah. Snyder made her not be able to fly in BBS or in Justice League. And then Patty Jenkins is like, but her flying is one of her most positive, like, powerful traits. Like, I yeah. want her to fly. So are we supposed to believe that she forgot how to fly in between 1984 and 2017 or whenever right. that took place? Or are those two different universes? Like, what the hell right. is going on here? Like, maybe you're going to... And you could have used this as an opportunity to bridge the gap between whatever DC has fucked up in the past and the future that they're promising where things are going to be better. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're clearly setting up crisis um, in the TV shows, right? I don't watch the shows, they already but did I heard... Crisis in the TV show. Oh, they did it. Okay, then never mind. But they're setting um, up Flashpoint. So the name of the Flash movie is Flashpoint. Well, great. Flashpoint is one of their fi- my favorite DC stories. They could have done something that bridged the gap, mm-hmm. even though they're I using a character that, that isn't Barry. Like they could have done something to bridge the gap between the trash of the past and hopefully what would be the good of the future. I think that honestly, there was no way that this movie was going to live up to expectations. Like there wasn't. Um, the initial Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman movie that came out, was such a revelation of people and 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 it can't be understated just how hard that hit after the dearth of good movies that DC was putting out. People celebrated Wonder Woman when it first came out. Uh, after that, they had Shazam, and then they had uh, Birds of Prey, and they had the Justice League. But we don't we don't talk about that. Uh, we don't talk Even about Justice. Me and you didn't like it. A lot of people. We don't. That, ooh, you know what? Thank you I for mentioning like that, that. Aquaman. So. Um, what was I going to say about Aquaman? Oh, yeah. Here's what I was going to say about Aquaman. This movie with Cheetah, they did the same exact fucking thing that Aquaman did with Black Mamba or with Black Mantis. And you know that this is supposed to be their primary foe. That this is supposed to be their number one villain that they have to deal with. And they whoop their ass in like four minutes. That's what here's I was the key. about. Here's the key, though. Black Manta has something wrong with his fucking suit. And at the end of the movie, they show they Black Manta fixing his suit and saying, I'm coming back for you. Because mm-hmm. the, the villains do get beat in the comic books all the time but yeah. and come back. This film, they just had her get beat and then she turns back into normal Barbara. <laughs> well, that's why I was so upset. Like, that's so why you, you, you give me a scene. Point, Rashani, that's a great fucking point. But because the cutaway Aquaman, scene. They did that. Even in Aquaman. Yeah. They did that. 
Because the cutaway scene also doesn't set up something necessarily. They just give us 80s Wonder Woman as... Um, I was going to get to that, yeah. Uh, what's her name? Asteria? Asteria? Asteria. Go ahead, Rashad. Asteria. It's just done. Oh, I was just going to say that um, I didn't stick around to see the after credit scene. Oh. I know that there is one. So it was like, a, it was that's like 30 seconds into the credits. <laughs> it's going to be something that's going to get me excited about the next movie, whatever it may be. No, won't. But I just feel like, I, I feel like the opportunities, the, the, the goodwill that they had after the initial Wonder Woman and Shazam. And I know a lot of people may not feel the way I feel about the movie, but fucking Birds of Prey. Love Birds of Prey. Was just squandered. On this movie, like kids won't want to sit through this movie. It is slow. Yes. It's slow for no reason. Like it's slow and it panders, and you're pandering to the wrong people. It feels like you're pandering to. Can I just be honest with the listeners and and the folks who are watching right now on Facebook, and to you, Charmaine, and to you, Brandon. This movie felt an awful lot like they were scared that cis white males were going to be mad about this movie because they were mad about Wonder Woman. And so instead of making this a full-on Wonder Woman coming out, just having a great time movie, they made it into a Wonder Woman really being suppressed by two white men. Mm -hmm. And here's the funny thing with that, Rashani. The end, like the people you're talking about, they use Wonder Woman as what the movie should be when they talked about Captain Marvel, right? Mm-hmm. So when everybody, when people were happy about Captain Marvel, those people would be like, "Look at her! Look how ugly she is, and how she doesn't fill out her suit." They need to have a, a beautiful stallion woman like Wonder Woman, and then they show a picture of Gal Gadot in the Wonder Woman outfit, and like this is what your female hero should look like and should be like. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. First of all, that is, doesn't have shit to do with anything. But then, just like you say, Rashani, they make these movies because you got to have these men in this movie. Like, we're being honest. Steve Trevor does not need to be in this movie at all. Mm-hmm. Zero, like, you mm-hmm. could take everything nope, with him at all. out of the film. He brought nothing to this movie. He, nothing. He was literally Adrian in Rocky. <laughs> Aww. Adrian's whole role in Rocky is to, no, be real. Adrian's whole role in Rocky is to have a pep talk with Rocky after he loses his first fight in every film. That's it. Mm-hmm. Steve's whole role in this movie was to get her her powers back. It was a Rocky moment. Which the only thing sucks. is, they literally drug him out for a fucking hour and 50 minutes. Yeah. So for the first hour and 50 minutes of this movie, it's literally a love fest between Steve and Diana. So then we could feel the strength when he suddenly turns into a nipotent white man and says, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice myself for you twice. Yeah. yeah I did it in the first movie. movie. I'm doing it again they, in the they second. They make him the actual hero of the movie in his willingness to exactly. sacrifice this opportunity. And he gives but her not all only the things they that make him love- the hero. Not only did they make him the hero in the second movie, but they also make him the reason. Yes. Mm -hmm. Going forward, you're going to assume that he is the reason why she's fighting, and that's what pissed me off. Yeah. Because he gave her all the things that you're supposed to love about Wonder Woman. The invisible jet, if that's the one that you like, or the her ability to fly. Like he not only did he help her get her powers back, he gave her 
in an essence, the powers that people associate with her that has been hidden up until this point. And even more than that, it also, like I saw, I saw somebody say this, it removed the stakes of the end of the film, right? You yeah. know how you could, you could have had this whole story, but you could have said, okay, she got her powers back by beating Maxwell Lord at the end and killing him, and then that restored her powers. And then she got her powers back on her own by going and defeating the villain and finding a way to do that with that armor that helped her because she didn't have her powers. I don't particularly care for that, but that's better than what they did. Like, at least it gives her more agency in her powers and in her own story. Rashani's 100% right, and so are you, Charmaine. They took away all her agency uh, in this film, and I don't understand it because the whole thing with, like, I don't. I thought the Wonder Woman movie was fine, uh, but I thought there was a lot of issues with the first movie. But that No Man's Land scene is so good that everybody who watches it, almost everybody who watches the scene, came out happy. And I saw tons of women, black, white, like every race of women, on the internet loving that first film a lot, and doing part to how that No Man's Land scene made them mm-hmm. feel inside, seeing that on the screen. Right? It represented. I a hated lot. the movie, but I loved No Man's Land. It represented scene. a lot to people. And so now you get this film where you're like, okay, we're going to build on this. We're going to build on this. And we're really going to go forward with this character being this, right? Captain Marvel was far more of a feminist icon woman than Wonder Woman, the movie was. It's, like, it's not even close. Uh, and I don't want, want to be, feel like I'm speaking out of turn as a man. But, like, as I'm watching that film, like, she did everything in that film. Like, mm-hmm. Carol did everything in that film on her own for the most part. And there was a man in the film, but the man in the film ended up being a bad person. Like, she ended up overcoming that man to achieve her goals, right? And it was the opposite in this film. And I don't understand, even from a business perspective, that's not smart. Like, Mm -hmm. the amount of incels who wouldn't like this film wouldn't like it either way. You can make her the most submissive person in the Mm -hmm. world. They're just mad because a woman got a film. Like, they're going to be mad regardless. So from a yeah. business perspective, if you're going to make money, you capitalize on what people loved about that first movie, and then you exploit that in the second film. And they didn't do that. And so the last thing I wanted to talk about before we grade this film, Rashani, are you okay if we tell you what happened in the post credit scene? Yeah, go for it, because I'm not going back to this movie. I mean, <laughs> I went back this morning. because I Look, here's what happened to me last night that made me have to watch this movie twice. Kelsey. So... <laughs> my daughter Gogo and her boyfriend Baron came over and so we they got there like eight o'clock at night seven o'clock at night be honest they got there about seven o'clock we sat down and talked for a little while and then we sat down and we watched Soul which is an amazingly great movie uh after we watched Soul then we started watching Wonder Woman 1984 and I fell asleep at the fireworks part with the invisible jet because I was like, this is bullshit. Oh, I forgot my natural about more that shit. This. Oh my God. It's Sorry, the go fourth. It's the fourth of July. So we're going to fly through fireworks, which airplanes, I thought that pilots would tell you that they don't want to shoot. They don't want to fly through fireworks because, but you know what? Neither yep. here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> So Sorry, I fell asleep I on the part up. where they're flying through the fireworks. And then I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, shit, I fell asleep. And so I, in the from my comfort of my bed, I turned it on and I started watching it again. And the second half and the first half were literally like night and goddamn day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All, it, all it took was a, a nice sleep and then the whole, didn't watch the first half, only watched the second half. The second half was dope. So if you could literally just cut the whole first half out of this movie. <laughs> 
it would be fucking amazing. Right. That's it. Okay, so we'll tell you what happened. So in the after credit scene, you see this okay, woman. Thanks. You see this woman walking through a crowd, and like something's about to fall on this little kid, and they, she sticks her arm out and she knocks it away, right? And then they pan, and she has like this cloak, on, like this big robe on. And then they pan to her, and she takes the robe off, and it's Linda Carter as Anna. What's her name? Um, Astra. 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 The woman who wore the the golden armor. The golden armor. That's the so, one who beat back all the men back so in the. She beat back all the men on the main planet or whatever on the main continents. And she stayed there to protect people. But she couldn't beat back one person with a claw with, with claws. Exactly. Yes. And so Who I knew? Think, I think what they were trying to do is to say that Linda Carter's Wonder Woman in the seventies is now canon in this universe. And it was really Asteria as the Wonder Woman warrior fighting for truth and justice this whole time. And so but the problem with that time. is that she was Diana. Well, you know, you don't want to let details. She get said she was Diana. She she literally <sighs> they called her Diana. I mean, I was so excited what, to see her. That? Maybe Diana. Maybe is they're the gonna do a name. multiverse. Well, they are doing. Or maybe they're gonna do a multiverse. They are multiverse, doing a multiverse is fine. So maybe this is, was maybe maybe that's not Earth six one six. That's really all I know about the Earth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know that I know the black one is called Earth. Nope. 616 but <laughs> nope. earth 616 maybe she came from that one i don't i don't fucking know but um that would be another look i'm just i want to like you dc like my son and i kid awesome and i just finished the second season of doom patrol that's great you could have made all of your here's what i'm suggesting here's here's what i like for you to do dc i would like for you to stop fucking making movies <laughs> and I'm not saying that in a in a way that is meant to say stop making movies. Just transition to making all your movies fucking animated movies. Your animated movies They're are animated fucking incredible. Yeah. They're incredible. Your Flashpoint animated movie made me cry. Yeah. You want to do so many things with these movies, but you can't because you're tied up in the constraints of live action. And also because for some reason you have a fear of what people are going to think of you. Newsflash, people already think you suck. Just do what the fuck you want to do with a cartoon. Good point. Because like if, if everybody already thinks you suck, then catering to weird shit is strange like you should view that as you can only go up from here but somehow they're managing to go down every time mm-hmm. and it's so fucking confusing and i don't want to i don't want just nuggets good nuggets in a film like look wonder woman was two hours and 40 minutes long and most of that was stuff you could cut out but i um uh, end game was three and change and that movie did not feel long no. Because they they only had important meat in there. They didn't have any scraps. Mm-hmm. So you get through that whole thing, that whole experience. The, I mean, the longest part of Endgame is the six endings at the end because they have to wrap up all these different mm-hmm. stories and stuff like that. Okay, fair, fine, whatever. But for the most part, there's only meat in that movie. And this is just garnish and it just doesn't need to be like that like you can you don't have to listen to everybody you just have to listen to people who know how to write 
a basic movie structure. Like just follow basic movie structure and plug in, plug in your characters. That's all you have to do. The basic thing you need to do, and they can't seem to to do that in a movie. But they can seem to do that in animated movies, and they seem to do that in their TV shows. Even though I don't watch most of the TV shows, well, here's I the hear that their shows because are good. The DCEU fans want the movies to be dark and brooding, like they think that Batman books and DC books are. If you actually read the good DC books, they're all not like that. But that's yeah. what they envision them to be. Their favorite stories are the Killing Joke and Dark Knight Returns mm-hmm. and Death in the Family and like Red Sun Superman and Justice. People love Injustice. Justice is great, by the way. Justice is great, but these are the things that the DC fans want. And so Warner Brothers and the brass are like, okay, we got to make these dark movies. And they paint themselves into a box. They tried to get out of it. Rashani and I talked about this. Like, you watch Shazam, Shazam's the best yeah. film that they've done. By far the best film that they've done. It's nothing like the rest of these films. Nothing like it. It's the best film that they've done. The first Wonder Woman was fine. I enjoyed Birds of Prey for what it was. Aquaman, I didn't care so much for it, but Aquaman wasn't like the rest of these films. Like I get why it made a billion dollars and why people liked it. They let Jason Momoa. It made a billion dollars because Jason Momoa. It literally had no other meaning. Jason Momoa. He was Jason Momoa under sea. Essentially, what it was, right? Yeah. But here's the thing: before we grade the movie, I pulled this up. This is what we got coming up next, right? What? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. We got. So oh, no, what what's coming up next? We got the Snyder Cut Justice League in March. <laughs> okay, the movie that didn't exist that they paid they spent eighty million dollars on to make a movie that didn't exist. That's four hours long. You thought this was long? Snyder Cut's four hours. Jesus right? Christ! That's next in. Uh, March. After that, I actually have hopes for this, which is The Suicide Squad with James Gunn. Everything I've heard about this film is that it's great. So much. Are so, they scrapping the previous? Do they acting like that didn't exist, or is this a part two? I no, they haven't said if it's a part two or not. Um, here's the thing: um, the whole this film has gotten mm-hmm. such good feedback so far that they already gave John Cena a show on HBO and Max as the peacemaker, his own series that got greenlit for 12 episodes based on, he can't act. You don't, hold on. You don't think John Cena can act. John Cena is never I not John so. Cena. He is never not John Cena. He was how John are you Cena and blockers? I always go back to blockers. Did you see? I blockers? Haven't watched blockers. You I always go back it. to blockers. Like playing with fire. Didn't fucking happen. He was fucking great in blockers. And you know, he was, <laughs> yeah, he was, but still, still, so nah. Here's what squad. I was okay. going to say, okay. though. Go Since ahead. Okay, no, we got the Suicide Squad. Go ahead, because, yeah. So that so they added, they added Idris Elba. They added Michael Rooker in that film. Jai Courtney, John Cena, like Viola Davis is back. Margot Robbie's back. Taika Waititi's in this film. There's a lot of people in this film. Pete Davidson's in this film playing somebody who knows who the hell he is. Um, so you got that right. So I'm just going to do a couple more. So then you have the Batman, right? We all saw the trailer for the Batman. They're going back to dark and broody. Batman mm-hmm. with Matt Reeves as Batman. I like Matt Reeves, right? He did Planet of the Apes. I love the Planet of the Apes movies. They're great. But, okay, back to Batman. Then you have the Flash, uh, Flashpoint, which is what we talked about. That's been moved six times, by the way. This movie's supposed to come out two years Don't ago. Don't they have to recast it, too? Because they're aren't they dropping Ezra? They're keeping Ezra. This oh, okay. is the one they're bringing Michael Keaton back as Batman, by the way. So they're pulling, okay. they're going back into the past again. And then, uh, I don't want to keep going, but then after that, they have the Shazam movie, which I'm actually looking forward to, because I think that's going to be great. 
and a Black Adam movie that I don't think is going to happen. So, <laughs> Rashani, what were you going to say? So, here's what I've realized in the midst of this conversation. This movie, in the beginning credits, I guess they did the credits at the beginning because it's the 80s, and they were making it like an 80s-style movie, but they put the credits at the beginning, so I remember seeing that whatever Zack Snyder's wife's name is, Kate, maybe? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to call her Karen. Yeah, she's a producer. Uh, Yeah, so Karen Snyder. Um, (laughs) Zack and Karen Snyder (laughs) produced this movie. This is literally the probably the Snyder cut of what this movie was supposed to be. Like, I'm sure that they wanted this to be much shorter. And Zach was like, nah, we need this to be like six hours long. Like, it could have been a 90 minute movie. It feels like a Snyder cut. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it could have been a tight 90, get in and get out. Zach and Zach and Deborah. They They didn't need that whole part with what, what was the. What was the real connection with her getting cheated out of that win at the beginning of the movie? Why they even have that little kid scene? Seriously. She's supposed to learn how to do it the right way. Ser- no, seriously, think about this. Don't, don't, she already knew to do the right thing. We didn't need the flashback. We didn't need any of that. Exactly. That is a first movie. We didn't need to see Barbara getting talked down to by people. We didn't need to see um, Barbara being looked over or passed up by people. When she dropped all those papers at the beginning of the movie, my wife was like a fucking course. Yeah. Tristan, too. He was like, people don't just walk past people who drop shit like that. Like, Thank you! That's not a normal move. And how do you ever talk to that person after? Yeah. Right? I just think that's a cultural thing because I watch a lot of white movies, especially from the 80s, and those mm-hmm. white people okay. are fucking bullies. They bully the shit out of people in those movies. You watch like Revenge But this is the Asian dude. Yeah, that was an Asian dude who did oh, it. Oh, yeah, it was an Asian dude. But this yeah. was an Asian guy. This is an Asian male. Yeah. Yeah, there was so many of those, like, let's show you that we're going to mistreat Barbara in a way that just, like, normal, everyday humans, even if it's reluctant. I'm not saying it's not reluctant that you wouldn't pick up somebody's papers, but, like, you don't look at them and go, (laughs) as you walk past. You might, if anything, you might just walk past them or pretend that they're not there, but you wouldn't, like, actively add to the problem. Like, that's not typical. Unless you are just known, and I just want to point out that I, I just I just want to point out that in this day and age, where people are walking past people who drop all their papers and all that kind of stuff, and where people are being harassed on the streets and all that kind of stuff, you would think that she'd be extremely guarded when Maxwell Lord came in, but instead she immediately just fell to his feet. Yeah. Like he was just the best thing in the world because he did one fucking infomercial that looked janky as fuck. Well, that's why hope is stupid. Because that that implied she was hoping there was something good coming out of it. And there's no plan in a hope. Like you need to know what's going to happen. You need to Very prepare true. to be alone if that's your if that's what you've been dealing with all this time. You need to prepare that that is your story and be exist in it fine. But instead, she gets her she gets blinked at a couple of times, and she hopes her life's gonna turn around. 
I don't know how realistic that is. Uh, So, Rashad, scale of one to ten, what do you give this film? Honestly, first half I give a one. Second half I give a. (laughs) Good point. Second half I'll give a eight and a half. So that makes it a nine and a half split in half. I will give it a four and a half (laughs) stars out of 10. And that's being very generous because again, one good fight. Every let's be honest, 60 minutes. (laughs) Not even a good fight. Just one fight. Just a fight. Just one fight. Because that fight that happened in the in the in the in the in the fucking mall was not that fight that happened with Cheetah was not. She was getting her ass whooped by Cheetah until Cheetah got electrocuted. Yeah. Yes. Again, not under her own steam. (laughs) That's cheating. You are one hundred percent correct. That's cheating, people. Um, You didn't win the right way. You got to let her heal now so that you can fight her when she's ready, when she's regular again. Exactly. Um, Pedro Pascal was amazing. Um, uh, Kristen Wiig was incredible. Uh, Gail Godot still can't act, but she's pretty. (laughs) She's pretty. And she makes a determined face like Wonder Woman would make. Um, I still don't know how that's his son. (laughs) <laughs> I really want to see his mom. I want to see his mom pop up just once. Just I was once. like, if you're not going to make his mom pop up just once, then this shit don't make no sense. Listen, I'm mixed. Um, I love when they just, just sprinkle a mixed person in. Show me. And they stole somebody else's. I just can't walk past the fact that some random guy lost at least two weeks of his life because she wished that Steve would come back. I know the ethics. Where's Some the guy truth just in that? woke up with just a blank spot and was like, look at my outfit. You know I don't know saying? where this came from. Goodness gracious. Was he in this happy little a, warm a roofie? If you watch Soul before, you know he was he was he was Soul number twenty two. He was trying to get back into his body, and they kept pulling him back up. It's it's a it's it's a plot line that doesn't make sense. Like you're telling me that this woman, who's all about truth, justice, honor, and all that kind of stuff, is okay with her man stealing somebody else's body, her right. man that she's only been around in a romantic sense twice. That's right. This is literally, this is literally, <clears throat> we started dancing and love pulled us into the groove as soon as you started to move. No. That's a song they could have played from the age for this song. Let the music play. He won't get away because that's exactly what happened. They fucked once and she 60 years later was like, I miss Steve. Yeah, that guy's cute, but let me tell you about Steve. I mean, Fuck listen. This movie. Coretta Scott Clean didn't remarry, but her partner was Malcolm, or her partner was Martin Luther King. Like, there's some people on this planet who didn't remarry, but they had real substantial partners, and you're like, all right, granted. And then you got Steve. You got Steve. (laughs) I'm Steve. My name's Steve. I'm Steve. I'm a pilot. All right. <laughs> I was telling I was telling uh Baron again, my daughter's boyfriend. 
I was telling Baron that anytime that this guy talked, it just negated himself because the first sentence would be something great. And then the second sentence is, my name is Steve. I'm an airplane pilot. My name is Steve. And it just, he just felt like so out of place. Anytime he opened up his mouth, I feel like they just knew, like they tried to make Chris Pine seem as fish out of water as possible mm-hmm. in this movie. And he did that to a T, but I don't like Chris Pine. So four and a half. Charmaine, what about you? I think Charmaine froze. I think Charmaine is trying to factor in all the bullshit she saw. <laughs> yeah, she froze up. So if, while she, I'll vote back, for Charmaine. While she tries to come back, um, I am with Rashani. I give this movie a five out of ten. Um, I have to give it above a four. I have to get it past five, past at two at least medium in the middle, because I thought the acting was done very well. I don't think anybody acted bad. Mm-hmm. I thought even with Chris Pine mm-hmm. not being needed in the film, what they asked him to do, I thought he did very well. I thought Kristen Wiig was great. I thought Pedro Pascal was great. I love seeing Natasha mm-hmm. Rothwell in the film. That was dope to see her get a role in a big movie. We didn't talk yeah. about that. Even though she has been in a big, well, not a big movie before. That other one was the fucking one with Salma Hayek and Tiffany Haddish. Oh, yeah. And then there was Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> she wasn't Sonic. So she's done m- movies. But this is the biggest movie. She's done, yes. And it went straight to HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Natasha. Oh, God, this should have been. I want her to have her own movie. Like, seriously, I I really what I am hoping for in 2021 is that Natasha Rothwell starts getting uh, roles like Melissa McCarthy gets now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about uh, a, a bigger a, a, a plus size woman gets a chance to do this. No, I'm talking about just a beautiful black woman who gets a chance to do this. And it's a comedy. I can see Natasha Rothwell playing a spy. I can see her doing all types of shit that she's not getting the chance to get. And I hope 2021 is just, she just shines all over the place. I love that woman. So, yeah, I thought I thought the movie was well acted. Uh, I thought that they learned from the first, one thing they did learn from the first movie was to brighten up the film. The first movie was mm-hmm. so dark and gray throughout the entire film. This one, um was bright up until the end <laughs> when you wanted to be bright then it went dark um but it was brighter the acting was good so that gives it a five but that can't overcome the bad script the bad screenplay the terrible soundtrack the bad score the plot that didn't make any sense the lack of fighting the reliance on men the like all of those things it can't overcome that and when you have i wrote this before but like when you have a film that everybody who everybody who trashes the film all say the acting was good. Everyone that I've seen write a review that didn't like the film, they all say Kristen Wiig was great, Pedro was great, Gal Gadot was passable, <laughs> which is good for her. <laughs> like everybody was mm-hmm. great, but we still didn't like the film. That means you have some real structural problems in how you do these films, right? And so Warner Brothers and DC really needs to take a look and figure out who they're trying to please. Are they trying to please the Snyder Cut Murderverse people? Or are they trying to please comic book fans? Or are they trying to please a combination of the people? 
Like, you got to figure out who your audience is and what you're trying to accomplish. Um, Honestly, Marvel, I think the beauty of Marvel is while they are aware that there are some people who read the comics, they still tell stories that don't pander just to the comic book audience. They tell stories that draw you in organically because they're all connected. The storylines are great. The acting is great. DC just can't get on the right track. Either the storyline is great. I, I I don't care what people say. Fuck you and fight me. Um, Shazam was fucking incredible. Yeah, I love Shazam. On every level. Shazam was a joy to watch. And why can't they do that again? Why won't you let Patty Jenkins do what she actually wants to do? Just let that motherfucker be great and stand the fuck back. Hey, Charmaine. Because Shazam is something they don't care about. That's why. They didn't give a shit about Shazam. They were just making Shazam. Go ahead. Whatever. We don't, we don't but they didn't care about the Guardians of the Galaxy until it took off. They didn't care about Guardians of the Galaxy until it took off then, either. It's the same yeah. thing. So so as soon, as soon as Guardians of the Galaxy took off, Marvel was like, okay, we're behind this. They should have done the same thing with Shazam. They should have looked at that and been, honestly, after Guardians of the Galaxy took off, if you watch Marvel movies, after that, the entire frame of how they went about it, they put a lot more humor into their movies after that, which is why Thor Ragnarok is my favorite Marvel movie yeah, ever. That's a great. I think I think the difference is even though it was like a throwaway set of characters in terms of Marvel Universe, like they weren't that popular or whatever. I still think mm -hmm. Marvel was strategic in that they're like we're we're still going to make it good even though it's a throwaway thing you know what i'm saying like yep. that just seems to be evident is that even though i have feelings the way the feelings that i have about uh that chris and stuff yeah, now fuck that, chris, that original guardians of the galaxy movie is such a fucking joy like mm -hmm. the entire time is a joy it follows a, a through story and everything that happens makes sense regardless of what the books did and i never really read the book i was slightly aware of rocket and group but beyond star lord and all that kind of stuff i didn't really know anything about them and i fell in love with them because of that movie and as a result it made me go back and read the difference with anything that dc has produced including shazam which i liked enough but i for some reason, it just didn't grab me all the way. Um, and maybe that's just because I'm close-minded where DC is concerned, is that I feel like they just want a movie out. I feel like they don't care if the movie connects. Well, here's the, it's the opposite. Okay, so DC, the thing with DC is, it, and they've basically said this, as they've basically said as much, is Warner Brothers gets involved and Warner Brothers wants a specific type of movie, and then they're trying to make movies. What Marvel does is they have a plan. They have a framework. They have one dude at the top who has mm -hmm. an idea of what he wants. Kevin Feige is at the top. He has this big picture, three, four, five, six years in advance idea of what he wants, and he slots these movies in place to lead up to these big, these big ultimate battles that falls into the larger, long-term, probably 10-year story, longer than 10 years now, that he wants mm -hmm. to tell, right? And he's in charge, he makes decisions, and he lets people do what they want within the framework of the story that he's trying to tell. What DC did was they handed everything over to Zack Snyder. He created a universe that people didn't like, and they painted themselves into a corner because they mm -hmm. were in this, they went all in on Zack Snyder to a point that it didn't appeal to the masses, and they are trying to dig themselves out, but they created such of a mess that they can't dig themselves out. Shazam stands out because Shazam, if you watch Shazam, 
it literally has nothing to do with any of the other movies. No. And they let this, uh, and, mm-hmm. it's, and it's a character that is not, because the thing with Marvel is the MCU was able to build itself and people were able to do that because they weren't dealing, with, part of the reasons because they weren't dealing with the A characters. They didn't mm-hmm. have the X-Men. They didn't have the Fantastic Four. They didn't have Spider-Man to live up to these characters that are the super popular characters. The most popular character mm-hmm. they have was Iron Man. And despite what we think about Iron Man right now, he was not an A character. Iron Man was never right. an A character, right? With DC, no. you're dealing with Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Like, yeah. outside of Spider-Man and the X-Men, they're three of the five most popular. Those are the pantheon. Popular, com- yeah, the popular Trinity. comic book characters. So everybody knows about them. Even if you're not a comic book fan, everybody cares about those characters. And so they put too much emphasis in that. Where Shazam, nobody gives a shit about Shazam. So they were like, go ahead, do whatever the fuck you want. And he went out and made the type of movie that he wanted that did not fit in with that murderverse that everybody else was doing, right? Murderverse. And so <laughs> then you come into mm-hmm. the biggest problem with this, right? Is Rashani brought up and, and Charmaine, you both brought up, was like Marvel doesn't care so much about the comic books. But here's the thing. You never read about the Guardians of the Galaxy. If you watch the Guardians of the Galaxy and then you go read the comic books afterwards because the movie got you into it, those characters are similar. Those characters are, you can see like, oh, this reminds me of group for the movies. This is Rocket for the movies. Like, mm-hmm. I see the character. You never have to tell the exact story from the comic books. You don't have to have the same right. origin story or any of those things. Right. The key, which is why I hate the X-Men movies so much, is you've got to have the core of the character. Like, the when you're telling the, the story, you got to be telling the core of the character. So, if I'm telling a Wonder Woman story, I can make up whatever fucking origin I want, honestly. But if mm-hmm. the Wonder Woman that I see on that film hits the core of, and if I read any good run of Wonder Woman in the comic books, and I can see that character that I saw in the movie in those books, mm-hmm. there's a reason why. It's the reason why these characters become popular. There's a reason why Batman's popular. If you get Batman, like I joke about Batman all the time because I think he's a terrorist and <laughs> he attacks innocent people. And if he was real, he would lock black people up for selling weed. But that's neither here nor there. If you read Batman, right, the Batman you saw in Batman versus Superman is nothing like any Batman you've seen in the main DC universe. You might have seen him in an alternate universe, but that's not the Batman that you see in the main DC universe. I enjoyed Man of Steel. I don't think, but Man of Steel is definitely not Superman. And a lot of people think Superman is corny, but Superman is popular for a reason. He's He's supposed to be the corny person. When you make Superman kill General Zod and destroy a whole city, people are like, what Superman is this that I'm watching? And then the very yeah. next movie, he flies to Gotham and beats the shit out of Batman and fights him. You're like, what am I watching? Like, yeah. even people who don't know, if you never read a comic book in your life, but all you read, watched was like a Batman cartoon, Super Friends, or the Superman in the back in the day, there's nothing that relates to any of those characters that you've ever seen or heard about, right? And so yeah. then you get Wonder Woman and you think, okay, this woman is going to understand Wonder Woman. And you can tell they do in the No Man's Land scene. But then you get this reliance on men, which doesn't align with the character, even in the comic books, right? There are yeah. parts in the comic books where she's not written well. But nobody wants to make a movie off of stories that nobody cares about, right? Like yeah. Nobody, even DC is not making movies on terrible stories. You take the best comic book runs. If you read the best Wonder Woman, she is not written in a way where she depends on men at all. They literally have her whipping Superman's ass mm-hmm. multiple times. If he's the most powerful person hero in the DC universe, and you got this woman beating his ass repeatedly whenever they have to end up fighting, she's not relying upon 
Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor in the comic books is <laughs> is like you know how they stereotype women back in the day of being like the hero in the damsel distress. Mm-hmm. That's Steve Trevor in the books. He's yeah. saving yeah. her. She's saving. I mean, she's saving him all the time. He provides some insight on certain things that she's not aware of because she's from Themyscira and she doesn't know parts yeah. of the book. She doesn't know a lot about the real world, and he's there to fill in those blanks for her, which makes sense. But she is saving his ass over and over and over and over and over. Honestly, and over and over. if he was used that way, it would make such a big difference. I mean, that's why the scene of him realizing he can't do the lock and, and being like, I'm sorry, this is your thing, touched me more than other scenes is because it was him not being the man who needed to be the man. Like mm-hmm. these these concepts of masculinity that we just don't need to really focus on anymore. You can still be a man and not be the reason why something gets resolved. Mm-hmm. And that could be totally fine. So Charmaine, you cut off for a second, but Rashani and I gave our scores. Rashani gave it a 4.5, I gave it a five. What do you give this film out of 10? Oh gosh, y'all, so generous. Um, I don't, I mean, I'm always a little bit more negative than everybody that we know anyway. So, um, but I'll try to be a little nice. I really, really did like, even though I hate that it had to be this way. I really did like the self-sacrifice scene of Steve. I think I'm all about that Japanese honor. I think that was an honorable thing to do, even though it should have been Wonder Woman who should have been aware of that. Um, But I'll give him a point for that scene. Uh, I'll give a point for Kristen Wiig's performance because I do think she was great. And honestly, I still would want to know more about Barbara Minerva from this movie. Like I still, I still feel like I would want to. Um, so I'll give a point for that. Um, shit, I thought I had at least one more thing I liked. So you give it a two? I I thought there was at least one more thing that I liked. <laughs> Did Is you there like not? Pedro Pascal? <laughs> oh yeah, I like. I, that's right. I liked him. I thought. I thought he with what he did eating up that that scenery burrito that Rashani was talking about. I'll give him. I'll give him that. So I'll give it. I mean, like he wasn't the best thing in the world, but it was. He was fun. Um. So I'll give it a. Yeah, I'll give it a three. So we got a three or four in it. Look at you me being what? the most generous you, man here. You, you know, Person no, here. wait, you know. What you know? What no? I gotta change mine. I gave it a four and a half. I'm giving it a fucking two. And here's you trying to beat me. I'm being the most two, Brandon. No, not trying. I'm not. I just thought about this. Like I said, my memory comes and goes, but this (laughs) will never leave me. The fact that in the midst of the '80s, the most uh, we all agree upon this: white folks, black folks, Eritreans. I see you. We all agree on this to a person that the 80s was the most me first selfish decade out of anything other than the 30s and 40s with baby boomers with that said you are going to try and sell me on the fact or the belief that everybody in the world gave up their goddamn wish that's something i did want to complain about you're really going to try and sell me on that in the 80s in the 80s, you're going to try and sell me on the belief that everybody, somebody wished for a trillion dollars. So, somebody, somebody calculated if everybody else gives up their wish and I don't, then I win. They, somebody, they somebody. This. There's this game that I used to play with. There's a game that I used to play with uh, with my basketball teams. Like we just do this as a way to, you know, break up the monotony or anything. We get into a gym. 
we turn off the lights and I'd say, go. And if everybody raised their hand, you got, the team would get like 10 points. But if somebody didn't raise their hand, they got 20 points for themselves. But if everybody didn't have their hands raised, the folks who didn't have their hands raised, you had to do push-ups for how many of them didn't have their hands raised. So there was a risk and reward for not having your hand raised, but people wanted to get the points for themselves, even though they knew that for the good of the team, everybody should raise their hands. That's this movie. For the mm. good of the team, yeah, everybody should have rescinded. You literally see the missiles, but it's the 80s. And I know how the 80s is. Somebody's not rescinding their shit. Somebody they tried to explain everybody that. to suddenly they, have a heal the world moment. They tried to explain. No, that. for everybody to suddenly have a heal the world moment at the end of this. Fuck you, miss me. They we are the world. It. Another song they could have used and didn't. Sorry. They, they tried <laughs> to explain it with the magic lasso. Apparently, the magic lasso broke through brainwashed the everybody. Yes, it broke through the particles and it made them see the truth. I truth. thought that it brainwashed people. Yo, literally, that's the only well, thing it could have done. It brainwashed people. Exactly. Because then that's not at the heart of duress. somebody. It's under duress. Even if it's for the positive, it's still under duress. Mm-hmm. Like, that's dumb. God and damn, it made is, it worse. And the truth is, that nigga still wanted his nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, going is, back to... his nuclear weapons. That guy in the bunker? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And going back to what shit. you said earlier, Rashani, about homeboy that was like, I wish you dropped dead. If unless the the thing erased everybody's memory, which would be the only way that they could get away with allowing Wonder Woman not to be using flight and um, uh, BVS and stuff, uh, unless when it all resolved, everybody's memory of what happened disappeared, mm-hmm. you are still walking around Earth knowing who wished you dead, like that guy or or whatever. And how mm-hmm. do you go away from that? Because even though it got washed away, that's still a, a like a crime committed, right? I wish to destroy lives and therefore that is at the heart of who I really am. And just because the magical lasso was the reason why I recanted doesn't mean that at the heart of who I am, I'm a good person. I've now revealed myself to not be a good person. And that is actually a bigger problem than the other problems we were dealing with. And the last thing I'll say also, also the other reason why this goes, the other reason why this goes down to a two you're going to tell me that this dude who wanted nothing more than to build power for himself and literally plotted on how he was going to steal people's health by giving them wishes in order to build up his power. You're going to tell me that this person who was literally mad that his son was in the next room, you're going to tell me that this person who plotted and planned his way across the fucking world to build up power is going to give it up for his son. Yeah. Would Trump give up power for his son? Oh, nothing. Let's be real. This would not happen. The two things that happened at the end of this movie were not, they weren't authentic. And that's why I give it a two. That ending was some bullshit. In the first movie, the final villain was bullshit. But at the end of it, this movie, the way they took out both villains and the way that they resolved this was completely farcical, period. So you're telling me that if an electric wire didn't fall into that pool, Wonder Woman would have got her ass whooped. She would have been dead right now because uh, Cheetah was giving her that work. Yes, that's what Mm -hmm. they're telling you. Okay, that's what they're telling you. That's exactly what they're telling you. So I hope, I hope, I hope they keep that in mind when Cheetah comes back in the next movie that Cheetah was about to kill Wonder Woman. How's she gonna figure it out when there's no electrical wires? 
and not to keep adding on, but the difference between Marvel and DC is that they don't defeat their biggest villain in one movie. They let that motherfucker go. That's Sometimes why Fantastic Four can't last. Every time they make Fantastic Four, they fuck up because they're always trying to kill Doom. Yes. Right Some, away. Sometimes Marvel does make that mistake. Um, like with like with Hella. Like that was the one thing I well, yeah, like yeah, about yeah. Ragnarok. Like, I thought Hella was so dope. I just assumed she was coming back. But I'm like, yeah, she's got to come back. But yeah, you're right. So the last thing I'll say before we get out and do our plugs is... Uh, oh, man. I see people talking about, oh, man, this movie was so bad. I can't believe they're letting Patty do the squad, the next Star Wars movie. And I'm like, guys, gals, Disney is not Warner Brothers. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not the same thing. She'll be just fine. I guarantee you, she'll be just fine doing that movie. It's not. It may not be the greatest Star Wars movie, but it's not going to be this because Disney has a level of movies that they just won't put out. The worst thing that I've seen them do, honestly, is the Rise of Skywalker. And if I were, to, if you were to ask me which movie would I watch for a second time between this and the Rise of Skywalker, it's a thousand million times the Rise of Skywalker. And I was not a fan of that film, but at least I could watch that film and I wasn't bored. This film was boring for half the movie and yeah. then didn't make sense mm-hmm. for the rest of the half the movie. So, like, I, she'll be just fine with that Squadron's movie. It may not be great, but it's not going to be bad. It'll be fine. And you're not going to have great movies in every movie. So, don't I don't think she's going to ruin the Star Wars universe. <laughs> Trust me. That's no, not, Ryan Johnson not gonna, already did that. She's not going to ruin the Star Wars universe. It'll be just fine in whatever universe that they're building. Um, Charmaine, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Militantly Mixed, uh, podcast Militantly Mixed on all the podcatchers. You could also find me on Blurred Comics with my boy Blurred Vision, also on all the podcatchers. He's coming on and, the show next month. Oh, is he? Good. Yes. I'm glad. Um, and also, you can find me and all of my comic book wares at gulfcoastcosmos.com, and you can buy all of your favorite comics online there. Roshani, tell the people where they can find you. If they don't already know, which they should, because you're on here all the time. <laughs> so literally, like the last thirty movie reviews. I'm everywhere you want to be. Like, I'm everywhere you want to be. Um, check me out on Consistently Good. Uh, that's my catering company. Um, if you're hungry, we can fix that. Ooh, that's another slogan. Um, <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. Check out. I do. Uh, check out Hindsight Movie Reviews, which I do with Brandon, where we watch movies that we watched as kids back in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Um, we're also, the next movie we're going to be doing is, um, shit, Die Hard. Home That's home the next home movie that will be Die coming home. out. We'll be Die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard just came out if this uh, review is coming out uh, when I think it did. But for all the folks who are watching Facebook Live, Die Hard will be out this upcoming Sunday. Um, Check out Return to Oswald, which is also a show I do with Brandon (laughs) and and my homeboy Scar, where we uh, review every... Brandon's never seen Oz before, the HBO show. Uh, so we go through and we review every episode step by step through his horror, <laughs> and it is wonderful to behold. Um, and 
and single simulcast with Shantae and I. Shantae is literally, uh, if Nisha is the queen of my soul, then Shantae is probably the princess of such. She's right there. She's so dope. And her thoughts and everything are just so insightful. That woman is fucking brilliant. She also um, curates a so really good single TikTok simulcast post. It's just me. Right? Yeah. She's great at it. She's she made great. me want to watch TikToks. I'm on TikTok now because I was starting um, to watch Shantae's uh, fucking TikTok posts. Her curation. She's dope. <laughs> but those are where you can find me. <laughs> Thank you. So next movie. So we got the regular show that'll be out after this uh, on Monday. Um, but uh, the next movies that we're going to do are Sylvie's Love and Soul and then Fury. We're starting with something to watch, so those are probably the next three movies that will be reviewed because um, I got to get back to reviewing movies consistently um, to get into this um, Critics Association here in Texas because I'm not in Maryland anymore. Um, so that'll be uh, we'll be getting back into doing those things. So we're starting now. Be on almost all of them. Hopefully, we'll have guests for a lot of them. So just keep checking in for these movie reviews and share them if you like them. Uh, But yeah, until then, uh, we'll talk to y'all next time. Peace.